across the UK, online and on DAB. Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Talk Radio. My mum always said, if you can't say anything good about something, don't say nothing at all. Uh, busy show this evening. Herbie Flowers is coming on. Some of you won't, most of you won't know his name. You'll know his finger plucking. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Bought a cooking nerdy, bought it for the time. My sister had another one, she paid it for the lime. She put the lime in the cooking, now she drank and pulled up. She put the lime in the cooking, now she drank and pulled up. She put the lime in the cooking, now she drank and pulled up. She put the lime in the cooking, now she called the doctor, woke him up and said, Doctor, ain't there nothing I can take? I said, It's always freaked me out and made me slightly uncomfortable, but also made me laugh a lot. It's, of course, Harry Nilsson and uh, uh, Coconut. The Coconut song, put the lime in the coconut, whatever you want to uh, uh, to call it. As you know, dear listener, I am um, I'm, I'm only now, at the age of 40, 43, discovering that Harry Nilsson was your actual proper bona fide genius. Um, a nightmare to work with, perhaps, but an absolute genius. And um, reading the brilliant um, book about Harry Nilsson, Alan Shipton, by Alan Shipton, and we had him on last week. And um, it's really interesting when you discover new artists for the first time. And you see all these names in these books and on these record sleeves and on the CD notes, and you make little mental connections. And all the, the I'm reading a Tiny Tim book, and the, the, I believe the producer of that album um, was Richard Perry, who also produced Tiny Tim. So all these things kind of uh, uh, link up. And there's one name that keeps popping up time and time again if you're reading a certain brand of rock biography, and. Um, it's uh, it's Mr. Herbie Flowers. Now, um, some of you won't, most of you won't know Herbie's name, and and it's it's understandable. 
but you will know his um his base work i guarantee you will know at least a handful of the hundreds of songs he's played on and i'm so thrilled to say that herbie's on the line now good evening herbie hello ian well that's going over the top there <laughs> come on man it's true you've played on you played on so many things yeah but i've played off of a load of things as well you know <laughs> I, I only played bass on uh that piece by Harry once, and that took 20 minutes, because Harry had written it in the studio yeah. there and then, and it's the idea of the song, I think, is uh, a young lady going to the doctor because she had funny feelings in her tummy, yeah. and uh, that was the uh the remedy that he gave but that's all i know about it but, Let's, uh, let, let, it was richard perry wasn't it that produced nielsen it Schmilson? certainly was but we don't see much of the producer on no. the in sessions because they go upstairs they're in the control box and in trident studios the control box was upstairs yeah. and uh trident was downstairs i think it used to be a swimming pool in a, a fancy uh, apartment at one time Fantastic. but uh the, the producer, his job is to first get the right people together yeah. and then leave them alone and get a good sound upstairs. And often when they would come down uh, and interfere, they'd, miss, they'd help to miss the moment. Yeah. It is, and, uh, is, it was is, genius that uh, Richard Perry is. Is it, is it? I imagine a lot of, of session work and recording is, is trying to capture that, that certain something that there is no word for you know that magic you're trying to capture magic well yeah that's the producer's job and yeah. the record company's job in those days although record companies don't really exist anymore and i don't think the producer's uh, profession exists most people uh, compose their own material and they lay the tracks on a laptop instead of in a huge uh, recording complex and I think it's a wonderful thing because often people, uh, their original material gets buried underneath loads of violins and click tracks and auto tunes and stuff like that. And uh, I can't be bothered with that. <laughs> all those tracks that we did with Harry Nielsen were all done pretty much live. And that's where the, the good producer comes in. He or she can sit upstairs and uh if they don't like what they're hearing they say yeah. well thanks we'll go on to the next one and then at five o'clock when you go out of the studio they phone somebody else up and get them in to replace what you did <laughs> <laughs> what was harry like because nielsen schmilson was kind of if i've got this right the sort of tipping point a it was his biggest selling record but also it was when he was really starting to be a heavy boozer was it, did you get to, to kind of talk to him much, or was it you went oh, in, you did the song and left? But I don't, uh, because I have a confidentiality principle, yeah. because I work for these people, uh, everything about them. I only ever saw uh, artists yeah. at work, although Harry and I became good buddies when he came uh, over. And I'm not asking you in any way to dish the dirt at all, oh, at no. all, at all. I just mean, as, as a... Because as a, uh, I'm just starting to discover the fact he was a flipping genius. Oh, and I just yes. wondered how that, that genius manifested itself when you were putting songs together with him. Yes, the songs were great, yeah. and we all looked at each other and thought, well, the idea of getting people like Chris Spedding and whoever else was on the, the session, uh, our job 
is to try and come up with something that is different. And yeah. all great records do have something different. And I think studio players are expected to come up with a bit of fairy dust every so often. Otherwise, we wouldn't work. And uh, that's a bit of a pressure. But uh, I loved it. But only a quarter of the work that I did and I, the, the quarter of the work that I do now is recording. Yeah. I'm, so- a, I'm a bit of a, a live old jazzer. And I think why Harry and Richard Perry liked working with the likes of uh, Barry Morgan and Chris Bedding and myself, or Rick Wakeman maybe, yeah. uh, were because we had a, a, a slight talent for, for playing music with a swung beat, for want of a better expression. We, we could improvise a little bit, and that's what they were looking for. Or they would get a musical director that would say, here's a piece of music. Yeah. Now, will you just play the notes that are written there and nothing more, nothing less? Like Henry Mancini wanting... That's what you had to play. You couldn't go... He said, no, just read the part, man. So you have to use your loaf. And when Harry's coming up with a, a song like... Uh, lime, put the lime in the coconut. All I can do on that as a bass player is go, boom, boom. You know, that's my job. Explain how you became a session musician, first of all, because um, the, the, that's you were in a band. You were in Blue Mink. Which, you oh, know. I was in loads of things before that. I was in the Tiffin Boys School Band uh, when I was 11, and then uh, I was in the Royal Air Force Far East Air Force Band in 1955, then the Royal Air Force Central Band uh, when I came back from the Far East after three years, and after that, doing loads of work in theatres and nightclubs like Danny LaRue's Club and Paul Raymond's Review Bar, and getting a, a lot of experience at, at sight reading and playing all different kinds of music. I mean, the, the thought of being in one band doing 12 songs over and over is not really uh, a very interesting proposition for anybody. Yeah. And my generation had the great luck of having uh, to do conscription, listen to this, and this applied to a lot of the, the great American uh, players on records in the 50s. Most of the bass players played sousaphone in a marching band in the Army or, or the Air Force, or came from Glenn Miller and uh, through the big band thing, yeah. and knew about improvisation and swing music, and straight away could be uh, telephoned to ask to go to a studio and come up with something like... Doom, 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 doom. Anybody could do that, but you, you've got to have seen the world and uh, have a rapport going with other musicians to be able to go... Doom, 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 without feeling an idiot. <laughs> I mean, it's difficult to explain. Yeah, of course. There's nothing clever about being a session musician. In fact, I'm not a session musician. I'm a freelance uh, professional musician. Yeah. And uh, that includes doing quite a few charity things, a bit of educational work, a little bit of practice, and uh, trying to find things that are... Uh, a bit more important than being a, a, a musician whizzing around the world playing on 
Jeff Wayne's War of the World oh, yeah. months at a time, or going abroad for three or four months in the early days with David Bowie to play for him. It's it's not the greatest uh, kind of life. If you're a married family man, yeah. music's not that important as far as I'm concerned. Um, music I, was my job. And I imagine not getting paid that much as well. I don't know. I never, I've never you did all right. about that. I haven't got any savings, if that's what you're <laughs> on about. <laughs> but considering, I mean, considering you played on many, many multi-million selling records. Yeah. Um, you know, you, 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 you did all right. You, you're happy with what you got. Yes, of course. Beautiful. I mean, it's, I'm only a paid executant. Yeah. Ian. You know, like, like you are, you get paid to rabbit on the radio. Yeah. You get a, a wage and then... My time, there was a, a union rate, say, during the Harry Nilsson era, of £12 for a three-hour session. And in that three hours, they, the, there was an agreement with the union and the record company that they could record up to 20 minutes music. Now, uh, if you came up, like, on the Harry Nilsson sessions, in three days we came up with Jump Into the Fire, mm. which... Uh, is a masterpiece, mm. and the coconut and some other tracks on Nielsen Schmielsen. Then you get paid a wage, yeah, because they booked you to go there and play the bass. And if they don't give you a part, they expect you to make it up, and you do. It's like being a bus driver. Mm. <laughs> Do you ever get? Um, did you ever walk into a studio and get intimidated? I'm thinking because I know you um, played bass for Paul McCartney. Yeah, a little bit. One of the greatest, ba you know, perhaps the greatest bass player of all time. Was that intimidating? Uh, well, uh, Paul isn't one of the greatest bass players oh. of all time. Otherwise, he wouldn't have phoned me up to go and put bass on the long and winding road or Thank You Very Much, which was a song that his brother... The Scaffold, was wasn't scaffold, it? Yeah, yeah. ...came up with. Uh, Paul booked me because he was the producer and he didn't want to sit in the studio going, do... Like, thank you very much, buddy. Am I like I do? Uh, no, it's not intimidating. It can't be because if you're intimidated, it means your arm goes stiff. Yeah. And you get a bit hot round the collar and you're going to speed up and you're not going to fit socially. I mean, the, the idea of rolling up at, at, say, half past nine in a recording studio and be thrown a load of music, it's what orchestral players have to do all the time and some of the stuff they have to play and if you look at the paper it's uh, uh just millions of dots which look like like little tadpoles and your experience uh, you get to play it i mean i played in the pit of things like hello dolly doubling not just uh, uh double bass but tuba as well i had the luck of that particular era yeah. of uh, learning because we had to, or didn't have to, but uh, I was a bandsman, and if I learned to play the double bass as well as the tuba, I got an extra three shillings a week. But also it opened the door <laughs> while I was out in the Far East to playing in a swing band. Yeah. And I happened to, having seen lots of jazz bands, found that uh, swing music and jazz and international music is uh is in my heart and uh i i, I just love it I, I i can't believe my good fortune that I, i'm still 
Uh, I'm 117 now, I think. <laughs> no, no, I'm nearly 80. And I'm still getting people phoning me up to go and do gigs. You're, and you're still playing, aren't you? You're, you're, you're All the time, still yeah. still busy. A, a monthly Brighton jazz, uh, uh, jazz breakfast at the Dome every month. But we have a couple of little bands called One's the All-Stars and another one called Us, which is a, like a, a very tight Latin-based band that Big Jim Sullivan, God rest his soul, started up. And uh, my girlfriend uh, lives in Finland, and she's a cellist in an orchestra over yeah. there. So I go over to Finland, and the, uh, the city, Joensu, is, what, 30 miles from the Russian border. And I get to do a bit of lecturing there and a bit of playing. And I'm in a little jazz trio there called Two Grandfathers and a Russian. <laughs> <laughs> The Russian is actually from Azerbaijan, and he's crazy. Oh. He's a wonderful player, and the the other one is the concertmeister. That's a that means lead violin, right? Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> we, we we play what is a kind of jazz, but it's very Nordic, and it starts going a bit all over the shop. Yeah. But uh, I like the journey that that takes us on. The pianist uh, Kamal. Because he's a professor of piano studies at the, like the Sibelius Academy, he doesn't get to play uh, jazz or swing music very much. And the first gig we did, it was all over the shop, but I discovered that if I tilted my double bass so that just the top of it, the, the, the like what's called the shoulder, was actually touching his back, the vibration of me going dum 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 would actually be going in in his shoulder. How funny! And it, yeah, and yeah. it was great. He suddenly uh, he, he locked in. He, well, he, he had to lock in because <laughs> <laughs> it's better than stamping your foot. But we used to, uh, oh, we do go and do little gigs in the Santilla. That's uh, like they don't have pubs there. They have lovely. Uh, they're like hotels with a. A restaurant and a, you know, drink. So yeah. I don't drink myself. I'm totally teetotal, right? But I think a, a, a liter of wallop there costs, <laughs> costs about twenty six euros. But uh, it keeps people tidy and it keeps them sober. And so, and when they drive in Finland, listen to this. Yeah, go on. If, if you speed. You get fined ten percent of your annual oh, salary. Flipping heck! Uh, yes, yeah, I'd have been stung a lot last year. I had a bad one for, for stuff like that. Oh blimey, that's incredible! Well, it works. It, they have laws, and people stick to it. In yeah. this country, we have a, we don't have laws. We have governments that invent things like referendums. We've only had three, and I'm sorry, I'm really cheesed off about everything that that lot. And I never see in nightclubs or theatres or jazz clubs. What they're doing to us, you know, we're we're running into trouble. No, no, listen, well, I tell you, no, let me have a go. You're uh, you're interviewing me, I'll, right? I'll, I'll shut up. I'll shut <laughs> up, Bobby. I'm loving this. I do some stuff in Finland, and we we got some funding, and it was to do something with a poet and a dancer yeah. and a jazz group. And the funding uh, was coming from the European Union to the Finnish university, but because of Britain leaving. Uh, the European Union, they've pulled the funding yeah. already, and this is only weeks after. I've heard, I've heard a few kind of artistic endeavours uh, yeah. having that happen quite quickly. 
Yeah, absolutely. And Ian, it really scares me. You know, I'm having travelled the world. I, I, I don't feel very English. I, I feel very uh, international. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, the woman I love uh, is Welsh. <laughs> well, hang on, hang on a minute. Welsh is not. It's not that Welsh, isn't that? Yeah, my son was going off to I forget where on a camping holiday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can I listen? I'm going to play a bass line that you. I don't know. Well, I, maybe you get sick of hearing this. I don't know. But th- th- uh, let me play this. Hang on a second. This is. Uh, let me. Here we go. Miami now, one of the few songs we're allowed to play on the radio where it's got the line about giving head. <laughs> they still no, gets... you're not allowed to play it anymore. You, have they banned it now? No, no, do you know why? Go Listen on. to this, because of the line that the, the supposedly three girls called Thunder Thighs. Maybe it wasn't three girls. Maybe it was three fellas oh. and the tape had been sped up or down. I don't know. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm very secretive about how things are done. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> yes. the, uh, the record is banned because of a line that Lou says, which is, and the coloured girls go, do 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 do. Oh, so, you see, because of the coloured, the word coloured. Never mind the fact that Johnny Walker, bless his heart, well, 35 years ago, uh, got it played as his record of the week. Yeah. And nobody at the Beeb, uh, whether they were... What well, whoever they were, perhaps they were down the pub when they should have been picking the playlist or mm. something. But it slipped under the net because yeah. there are a couple of spurious lines in it that uh, nobody knew what it meant. And uh, so what, you know? It's a great song. Oh, it's a but classic. The bass playing on it, I, there are two basses. It's me putting the double bass down first and yeah. then overdubbing an electric bass an octave and a bit higher, sort of sliding up and the double bass is sliding down and it had quite a, an attractive original sound, but you could only do that on one record. Yeah, of course. And, uh, when you uh, went into the session for, for that, was that was that laid out or did they say, Herbie, what, what can you give us for this? Or did, uh, well, uh, Lou, uh, uh, Mick Ronson said, well, it's a bar of C, did it, did it, did it, that's what he did, and then it's a bar of F, did it, so I have to go C, C, F, F, C. And then when we listen to the playback, I asked if I could go and put an E and an A and an E on an electric bass. So you've got a double bass down low and an yeah. electric bass a bit higher. And it it was just quite a, a lucky sort of bit of chemistry. You have to come up with the good. Ian, as we said, they're looking for going, ooh, that's good. And, uh, of course, there are a lot of bass players who afterwards said, uh, now you've done that, every time they play that particular interval on a gig, people shout out, get off! (laughs) Or start going, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's mischief, really. I'm a bit of a prankster. Did you feel, when, when, um... You, you, you mentioned the bands that you're in earlier, before kind of the, the session work, and I know that bands carried on, but were you ever disappointed that you weren't 
having the success, you know, you weren't as big as Lou Reed, you weren't as big as, as T-Rex that I know you played with for a little bit, that, that you were kind of in the background a bit, or were you very no, happy I'm with never, that? No, I'm uh, never, no, that's where I want to be, I'm yeah. in the background. I live in Ditching, a little village, and I live in a little house in the high street, and I have no aspirations to do anything but just do that. I mean, I've got a silly name, and when we do gigs in the village hall, we stick a, a poster up in the post office that says, Herbie Fowles and Michael Hinton, he's a mate of mine who lives down the road, uh, proudly present the All-Stars, and we do a gig in the village hall, or we do Herbie Fowles' Jazz Breakfast. The name gets me a little bit of work, yeah. and being a an ardent Fabian lefty, it creates a bit of work as well. Yeah. You know, when we do the the Brighton uh, Corn Exchange uh, Jazz Breakfast, I get 800 quid. And that's because we get four or 500 people coming, but we only charge seven quid. Yeah. And £1.50 of that goes as VAT. And the Dome make their little bit of profit, but we've created work. And if we have six musicians, we have to share that 800 quid out and go home with £120 each. Or if there are four of us, I manage to, uh, we go only 200 quid each. It's not a lot of money. No. But uh, as far as I'm concerned, it's work. And there are lots of people that expect me to go out and work for nothing, like the, the Ditchling Museum. They're having a, a summer party, and uh, they expect Michael Hinton and I to go and play for three hours, which we love doing because they're all our local friends. Mm. And we play on the terrace. Two old geezers playing standards. I like, got you under my skin, and uh, you know Laura, all that kind of stuff. We call ourselves the Charmers. But uh, what we get instead of money is all the lemonade I can drink. Beautiful. And uh, well, it is. And uh, a lifetime membership as a friend of Ditchley Museum. I'm really proud of that. Yeah. Uh, I'm putting it all down and being light-hearted, really. No, I mean, it's, it, sound, it sounds great. The, 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 in the 70s, when you were kind of, you know, at your busiest, was it you'd, you'd, in what, in the morning you'd be doing, I don't know, Ringo Starr, then at lunchtime you've got Nielsen, then in the afternoon you've got Bowie? Was it was it as busy as that? Oh, absolutely. But wow. uh, 90% of the time it was uh, either film scores, uh, like... Let me think of one of oh, the Italian job. Yeah. Or uh, Americans used to come over, like Henry Mancini used to come over and record all the Pink Panther music. Did you do the bass it, for the Pink Panther? Yeah, because the reason wow. being is that wow. in England, I'll say England, in London and in Britain, uh, there was no residual had to be paid right. by the was, film company. It was a one-off fee. Uh, yeah, it was quite right. But then uh, it worked out that there was a scheme that was developed uh, a bit by the Musicians' Union and whoever else, saying that uh, they started up a thing called PPL. It's a performing, I forget, something. And it meant that we were entitled to a 0.001% of the sales of uh, records. Yeah. Uh, providing you can prove you played on it. Well, I can't prove that I played on uh, various things unless my name is on the record label. Yeah. And with the advent of the CD, uh, the right, they left a lot of the names off. 
And when you watch a film at the end, it's got like producer, director, it's got all the van drivers' names, best boy, you know, makeup <laughs> artist, and uh, composer Henry Mancini, and maybe the London Symphony Orchestra, but never the drummer or the, yeah. the set. So you can't prove it. And mm. this money is lying in a fund somewhere that uh, it might be good if uh, the record companies said, oh, well, uh, yeah, we can actually dig out all our old accounts and look to see who played on it. But the John Major government said, oh, no need to go back and do that. Just go back as far as 1993 instead of back to 1947, you know. Incredible, yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. All these hundreds of millions of pounds that should have gone to the, uh, to help sustain culture. And this is where my political bit comes out. And what Corbyn said, and I saw it on, listened to it on television, is that uh, live music and music education and the arts in general are fizzling out yeah. in schools. Yeah. And we're, we're sinking under a wave of mediocrity. And I totally, completely agree with that. The fact that... Uh, that even the money that uh, it costs to go and watch a football match because the the performers are getting... I mean, Wayne Rooney earns more in in an hour and a half than I earn in 20 years. Oh, Herbie, that's, that's, uh, I've got two little boys, six and four, and, uh, you know, if we've got a day off or at the weekend, we'll, we'll go to the Science Museum, the V&A, we'll go to a museum. They're talking about, char- you know, you're going to have to start charging to go into museums soon. And uh, yeah, well, in Brighton, you know, the, the, someone burnt the, the West Pier down, which was beautiful. I remember being a film extra on that, uh, for a film called Oh, What a Lovely War. But when it burnt down, they've now uh, replaced it with, it's like, a, it looks like a flagpole with a, a big donut that goes up and down. But oh, yeah, I've seen that. That's weird. 15 quid <laughs> to go up in this thing. Yeah. And the, the council's got the, the, the liberty to say, well, it's uh, a vertical pier. I've never oh, heard such a vertical, oh, vertical pier. That's someone... Yeah, why, don't, why didn't they rebuild the pier? Why didn't they rebuild the, the Twin Towers? Why don't they actually, yeah. uh, like Frank Gehra, the wonderful uh, American architect, he had a massive design for the whole seafront at Hove. You know, he, he designed the Bilbao, uh, all these fancy, crooked-looking buildings yeah. that... Uh, art galleries and so on. And uh, the Hove Council turned it down, saying, oh, it's a bit too advanced, and uh, it'll stop the sea view of the blocks of flats all the way along, you know. Uh, I can't believe that they're, they're not making places more beautiful. They think that building that thing in Brighton and charging people 15 quid is the way to go about it. They're saying, well, it holds 200, and it will make... So many millions of pounds. Good for them, yeah. For them. And, uh, no, it won't for anyone. You know, like, why do people have to pay for their culture? I mean, good on Nicholas Sarota and uh, uh, the the wonderful Tate Modern. We go out there as often as we can, because it's free. Yeah. As they should, as it should be. And people say, well, why should it be free? Because, you know, when things are miserable and dark and people are skimp, we need kind of art, whatever it is, whether it's music or statues or paintings or, you know, someone piling a load of oranges up in a funny thing. You you need it. Anybody who earned over a million pound a year wouldn't mind paying 
at least 75p in the pound after that just to go back into the infrastructure so that these rich people can be living in a country that everybody, like, like you've got decent railways, you've got better roads. Now, in the past year, I've had three near misses on the railway because I have a touch of glaucoma, so I, yeah. I, I've got to watch my step. And the train doors uh, trapped me at Victoria Station, and my wife had to pull me in, oh, and uh, a bloke was trying to pull me out, because <laughs> they're not going to have a guard anymore, no. or what they call a, a ticket collector or something. Yeah. Uh, what, what's, what's going on? Herbie, I, listen, I could talk to you all night, mate, and thank you yeah, so much. Well, why can't we go on all night? Have they given you a 20 minute, you've got other guests, I know you. I've got, no, I've got no other <laughs> guests. I've too much, and no. you've probably got the sack. No, you. oh, listen, don't you worry about that. Well, you've had 35 minutes, Herbie. No, I haven't, liar. It's 25 to 11, I'll mate. tell you what, you're, you're brilliant, Ian. You know, I don't <laughs> do many interviews, but. Oh, well, I've, you almost didn't do mine, because I messed up the date twice. Oh, no, that's all right, don't we all? Ducky, yeah. <laughs> I had, uh, I, I was doing it instead of my producer, Catherine's very organised, and I was doing it, I just kept mix, mixing up when I was on holiday and stuff. Oh yes, I mean, you've gone down in my estimation, right. but if you phone me up again, I, I, it's been an honour to talk to you, oh. and you're brilliant at your job. Yeah, well you, oh mate, coming from you, that is absolute, uh, high praise indeed. Uh, well, uh, and bless your heart, and, and all of broadcasters, I mean, gosh, I love it, I love I love P uh, AM in the morning, yeah. and I'll do a bit of the the, the breakfast television, and beyond that, uh, I'd I like to see Usain Bolt win the... All right, listen, it turns out we can't shut you up, so I'm going to ask you another question. Yeah. Um, you wrote Grandad for Clive Dunn. Yeah. I grew up on that song. <laughs> That's a great song. How did you come up with that? Uh, <clears throat> my doorbell went ding dong. <laughs> I met Clive in a fish and chip shop, right, and uh, he said he had a a recording session for Abbey Road Studios for EMI, and it, it was on the Sunday. And I said, oh, I think I'm being booked for the session. He said, well, I've only got one song called I Play the Spoons, you know. <laughs> he picked up these teaspoons in the fish and chip shop. Yeah. And he said, if you can write a song, we'll do it. So it was really the first song I'd ever written, and I got my daughter's grade three book on piano and composition and it said pick a nice rhythm like a waltz boom da, da, boom have a descending bass line and then whatever kids in have the melody bouncing around and 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 i did all this da, 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 and uh i got stuck and i telephoned ken pickett and said fancy coming round if uh you can come up with a hook we might have a recording for clive dunn and he rang my doorbell a friedland door chime that went ding dong <laughs> ding dong and it's, it's, that's the hook so one day friedland are going to sue me i know they are <laughs> but i gave away all the copyright to it so uh, <laughs> it's not me that will copy it herbie uh, listen man I, uh, thank you so much for talking thank you so much for all the excellent work that you've done and you know long may it continue you you, you can come back on anytime you want fella thank you herbie thank you so much Ian, and, and bless you all thank, thank you, you mate. thank you very much indeed herbie flowers herbieflowers.com if you want to go and have a little look uh his uh his website He's played on everything. Just want to say goodbye to him for us, Kath, and just um, make sure he's, he was okay with that. Um, I didn't know he played on the Pink Panther. I didn't know that. What a delightful, delightful guest. 
Um, well, this week, I, just in, I know we've missed two advert, ad breaks. We'll, we'll, we'll fit all the ads in. Don't worry about that. Indulge me for a second, right? This week has been, it wasn't, it wasn't he, a gentleman. This week has been musical heaven for me. Stephen Page in here yesterday on my guitar, giving me and Kath a private concert. Uh, and Herbie Flowers telling, saying he's a big fan of mine. <coughs> Ladies and gentlemen. He played on the Pink Panther. <laughs> I did not know that. He doesn't even mention that on the front page of his website. The front page of his website, it's got all the stuff he's played on. McCartney, David Bowie, Scaffold, all of this stuff. T-Rex. I would have number one. I'm the bass player on the Pink Panther theme. You know the dun 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 That's me. I'd have that. Oh, well, thank you, Herbie. What an absolute gentleman. And um, thank you, dear listener, for um, paying attention. 0844 499 1000. Keith and Caddick coming up after this. Busy show tonight. Uh, we were going to bump the next guest because Herbie Flowers was so good. Um, and I kind of made a decision to bump the next guest so we could talk to Herbie a bit longer. But the next guest has, um, uh, well, got a little bit upset when we said that, um, we were going to perhaps do him uh, later on in the month. Um, so we will, we'll squeeze in as much as we can. It's a computer and gadget expert. It's Stephen Murdoch. Good evening, Stephen. Good evening. I know you're pulling my leg. <laughs> I know you're pulling my leg there, Ian. <laughs> Sorry, we're going to have to try and rattle, rattle through this as quickly as we can, okay. Okay. Stephen, okay. because we just, I don't know if you heard, we had Herbie Flowers on just then. I did. It, was, it was very interesting. Um, actually, we did, we did actually have this date sort of set aside in the diary for you me to speak it uh, tonight. So. Was, it was, as, well, yes, I did say that we, you know, if we get a, a more interesting guest, we will, we will stick with that. And, uh, and it was kind no, of a it pencil. It wasn't quite it's, a pencil. I think it was a heavy pencil. It was it's a heavy a pencil, pen. but you can still erase that. Uh, we are, we're actually wasting time now, Ian, if we could get on with okay, it. Okay, well, if you just, we'll get on with it. Stephen, you, uh, well, remind me what company you work for now. I'm working for Kilkenny's in Hammersmith. I left ISO Solutions after I was unfairly uh, let go of That's another story. I don't want to get into that now. That's for another time. Uh, that's for, that's, I believe that's a, an impending court case, so legally we can't uh, talk about I, it. I'm not at liberty to say. All I will say is that it was not quite as reported in the press or indeed on your show, but where you get information is your own business. Oh, I got it from um, from the head of uh, ISO Solutions. Well, but let's, now we are wasting time right, um, okay. d- dealing with, the, you know, the, 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 and it is a coming up to a court case, so probably best that we, we move yeah. away from it. I don't want it to cost you any more money than it's already cost you. And by you saying you were unfairly dismissed, when actually um, it was because of um, uh, your your, uh, prison sentence for stalking. No, 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 listen, I'm going to, it's absolutely clear now, I don't care. You know exactly the situation. There was, that there there was a court case. I I was, uh, I was supposed to, uh, I don't want to get into it now. I think it's best, I think it's best that we, we back away from it. Don't speak to James, speak to me. You want to speak to James at ISO Solutions, that's your, your prerogative. But if you get me on the phone, you speak to me, all right? Okay, now you've mentioned his name. He's going to email in probably during this. So thanks a lot for that, Stephen. Okay, well, um, okay. c- uh, cyberbullying, Stephen. Right. Anyone, by the way, anyone's got any questions about uh, computers, internet, or cyberbullying? 08444991000. Cyberbullying, Stephen. It's, we read about it a lot. Um, what exactly is it, and, and why are you so interested in it? 
Well, it's simply um, it's defined by any 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 digital means by which somebody is bullied. What we're aiming to do at Kilkenny's and Hammersmith is we've got our own unique app which can censor certain words. Of course, there are many programs out there that will filter profanities, bullying words, so that you or your children can operate without bad words. Uh, Cuss off Safari Extension, Goob, Kid Mode by Zoodles, and introducing our very own Bullproof. Uh, Bull, what was that? Bullproof? Bullproof. 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 Why is it not, well, why is it not called Bullyproof? But we're really wasting time, you know. It's well, called Bullproof. Bull, Bullproof. Bullproof. Bull. Bull. A bull in a china shop. Bullproof. But, but bullproof. bulls aren't famous for their their bullying, are they? This... No, it's an abbreviation of the word bully. We're really, Ian, I don't know why you're wasting so much time. So how does how does um, a bullproof work? What our app does, it, it acts like a filter, you know, of course. So it filters I mean, out certain words, is that correct? Yes. So, if, it, for example, well, if, if I was... I might, oh, God. If I might... If I might Right, okay. I've yes, just dumped that. that. I've just dumped that. So the listener at home hasn't heard it, but I, I uttered expletives at you, Stephen. Yes, I know you did. That, that was sort of unnecessary. Um, yes, those words. I mean, for, for someone like me who's into computers, of course, all these have been called all sorts of things, geek, nerd, uh, no mates, Mr. Lonely, Virgin Till 30, and all the rest of it, Murdoch, Milk, and Murdoch. Uh, words like smelly, ugly, four eyes, gin, ginger nuts, bum nose. Uh, poo smell, wee pants, uh, bouncing on, etc. The list goes on. And how how, how I, much longer does this go on for? Well, that's my point. If you let me speak, stinky balls, we, four we, eyes, yes, gadget bummer, cheese, nibbler, pencil, neck, you, you, know you, you got your knob stuck in a VHS. Charlene Stalker, Charlene this Stalker, Just Stalker, Spartacus, Material Level, Chainsaw Massacre. Your 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 mum's the robot off Buck Rogers that used to go biddy biddy biddy. Yes, that's it. Murdoch yeah. the Murdoch or Murdoch Murdoch rubbish bike user. I was interested in, in in one in particular. Virgin. What? The the Virgin one. Yes. Hello. Virgins of thirty six. Um, where where does that come from? I don't know. That that's not the issue. The issue is that these words are very hurtful. Scrot nose, bum chin, anus face. You know, it goes on and on and on. And all we do at uh, Kilkenny is we're going to stop those words going through. And our list is far more extensive than those words that can be filtered in other apps. Uh, Mum who looks like a mom, funny mouth, big eyes. The, the list goes on. Small one, titler, teeny weeny, cocktail sausage. Very. Very hurtful names. Uh, and what we aim to do is to cut those right out. How does it work? Oh, goodness me. Well, I don't really... <laughs> I don't really have that information now without talking all night. But all it does, it, it picks up certain combinations of letters, yeah. uh, certain sentences that we have predetermined in the computer software, and it blocks them out. And it blocks them from people. what? From 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 Twitter? From Facebook? From, from right from all those social media sites and emails. 
Uh, we're working on one which works on text messages, SMSs as well. Right. Um, I, but but th- there is a way around it, of course. Uh, there is. I don't want you to announce it now. Well, but if I were to say, say I were to call you, um, give me one of those again. Uh, hairy mole Steve, Steve no mates, fat back, bum chin, chihuahua nose. Let's do bum chin. Bum chin, okay, right. If I were to just put a space between the letters, would that be filtered out? So it was B space U space M space C space H space I space N. And if you looked from a distance, it would look like bum chin. Would that be filtered out? Uh, yes, but I, I, I think, you know, we, we try to accommodate those. I mean, uh, for example, what was that here? Uh, Harry Mole Stephen, right? You could have a, an H and then a gap, A-I-R-Y, gap, M-O-L-E. So it doesn't have to be Stephen, I, I just... Well, let's say with Stephen. So that, that would get through, would it? Just by putting well, one space in in a word? No, not all of them. No, not all of them by any means. You know, that's why I'm saying our, our list is very extensive and we made all sorts of accommodations for, for gaps between letters and between words. What impact does cyberbullying have on people? It's never happened it, to me. It can make you... Well, it makes you lonely, it makes you sad. It can alienate you from your friends and your from your family. Um, you might have to join an agency or ask your friends if you, you, know, you want to go out for the evening and just say, please, I need to get out. Uh, you know, I mean, one person calls you scrote nose. It, it can, yeah, of course, they're anonymous. They can do it from behind the computer. Mm, mm. Uh, we're getting some suggestions. We're getting some suggestions on Periscope. Um, Pobble is right. saying chinny bum bum, chinny bum bum. Chinny bum bum is actually in our, our quarter. We've got that in chinny bum that bum. That will be on there. We're getting some and that's more. that's twice, is it? Chinny bum bum twice. Chinny bum bum, chinny bum bum. Okay, yeah, got that down. Yes, uh, Lordis is saying si- very simply tosser. Oh no, Steve, is Stephen is a Stephen is a tosser. Right. Okay. Well, meat saddlebag, pie face. Uh, meat meat saddlebag is it? Willie nose, bum chin. <laughs> Willie nose is Simon. Is not Simon in, Clancy is suggesting Robocock. That's an excellent one. Well, Clancy, uh, I mean, he's he's contributed a lot to our research. Uh, whether he's been <laughs> bum, bum rotter, bum rotter, bum rotter is in. Bum rotter is in, yeah. That's from Alexa. Um, Diana is saying flappy face. Flappy face? No, no, I, I don't think that's that offensive. If you have a flappy face, well, <laughs> I don't think it's that offensive. I, I don't think. Bum sniffer says bum sniffer is in, and that's very hurtful. Yeah. Flapper thunder hunt. Pardon? Fanny Pardon? Wangler. Fanny Wangler. No, I will. Let me just add that. Just add that. Right. Charlene Botherer. Yeah, I don't want to get into this old Charlene thing anymore. That's, that's done. Um, how much does, does the app cost, Stephen? Where, where, where do we get it? Oh, Dangle Sack. Dangle Sack. Dangle Sack. Sorry? How much does the app cost? Where do we get it? And, and, and... Fourteen ninety nine. Sorry? Fourteen ninety nine. For an app, uh, but that will cover. Yeah, yes, that good, will cover all price. your social media That's and it. all your electronic communication. An excellent, um, excellent price, and if it can be a terrible blight on people's lives, mm. so um, uh, we're still getting Gooch Guzzler. We're still getting people. If you can just stop, 
Gooch does us a little bit silly, though. If you can just... I do have a subsection of Gooch, and Guzzler is certainly not in it. But... A lot of these I can't actually read out. I mean, I don't even know what penguin vagina means, but... No, I, that's unspecific. That will come under unspecific. Steve, uh, Stephen, we have got some um, calls for you. Um, I'm guessing dokey. they're calling in about cyberbullying. Let's go to Alan Caddick. Good evening, Alan. Hip, hip, hip. Hip, 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 Alan. You're through to Stephen Murdoch. No, I don't want to talk to Stephen Murdoch. I want to talk about something completely different. Oh, great. <laughs> no disrespect, Alan. I seem to remember this mix-up last time you were on. If you've you got something to ask no, about... No, the first time I spoke to you. No, I believe you phoned last time. No, never. Well, whatever. What do you want to talk about? Is there a question about computing? Is it about cyberbullying? Is it about apps? What? What, what, what's the issue? No, I don't think you know what you're talking about. I think you're a stalker with Bob and Charlene when she was in Neighbours. What? Charlene Spiteri was never in Neighbours. Alan, what are you talking about? Charlene Spiteri was in Texas. No, I'm talking about Charlene Spiteri. Charlene wants to speak about cyberbullying or computing problems. Alan, do you have a question for Stephen? Because I've got a full yeah, switchboard. What's the question? Facebook. Have you yes. got on my page in the on talk radio? Because I think you'd be a valuable asset to it. Oh, Alan, stop, you, stop wasting our time. Are you drunk? He's got a joystick in his mouth, it sounds like. Let's go to uh, Simon's on the line. Good evening, Simon. You're through to Stephen Murdoch. Uh, hi, Ian. Hi, Stephen. Hello, oh, Simon. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I, I've got a bit of a problem with my laptop. you know what, sorry? I've got a problem with my laptop. I'm Scottish, yes. did you not understand the accent? Sorry, I, I, I didn't hear you. Something about a laptop, yes. Yeah, so I like I like to take my laptop to bed at night to, to watch it right. privately. Yes. And there's a, I, I like, there's a problem with my dongle. For God's sake. Simon, can you just get spit it out, please, mate? Because you've yeah, got a problem I've, with your dongle. I've got a problem with my dongle. dongle. If I can't guess. Well, I've sometimes got to push it into a slot, and sometimes absolutely I have to keep pushing it into the slot. Right, that's enough. Just the sort of bully I'm talking about. Simon, we're not we're not having any of that, absolutely mate. Simon, absolutely ridiculous. Not having that. Let's try. Let's try, Dan. Dan, you're through. Just... Come on this show. I get a similar. It's, it's, uh, Stephen has come on. It's not getting paid for this to promote his fourteen ninety nine um, anti bullying cyber bullying app. Um, just try and just try and be sensible. Ballproof. Dan, you're th- ball- ballproof. Dan, you're, th- you're through to Stephen Murdoch from Kilkenny Solutions in Hammersmith. Good evening, Hi, Dan. Hi, Hi, Stephen. Um, I think we've encountered each other before. Um, I don't know if you recall, you sold me a laptop on eBay last month. Mm, possibly through through uh, a private private sale, wasn't it? Well, it, it started off on eBay, but you did assure me that you said, you know, you've got this reputation. You're on talk radio. You're you're a minor right. celebrity. Right. You said, we, we should be able to take it off eBay, you'd be right. able to opt out of the seller fees, I'd get a little bit of a discount as well. No, that's not true. That, it wasn't like that at all. No, you've got no, a problem, now, you, now listen you, to me, Murdoch, you, you delivered me, it, it was not what I ordered. I ordered an Apple Mac, what did you send me? A Mac? With a belt? It was, it was a Mac, yes, and you'd wrap yes, some water in it to weigh down the box. That was a joke. If you don't like a Dan, joke, it's just... Damn, have you got a question for Stephen or, or not? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I have got a question for him. Where, where does he get off on this? He, no, he not, ha- oh, not having no, that. I'm not having this. No. I'm not having this. Sorry, Stephen, that was out of order. God's sake. 
Um, Stephen, we're coming up to the news. Um, right. I've got two more calls for you. Can I persuade you f- to stay around for a bit longer? I'm going to go and speak. Sensible. I'm going to speak. Sensible. I'm going to speak to the calls off air just to make sure okay. that they've got valid points to make. And All if right, you've got any questions you. about cyberbullying uh, or anything to do with tech and gadgets, oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. It's uh, Stephen Murga from uh, Kilkenny Solutions, based in Hammersmith. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Talk Radio. Got a problem with your dongle? Something wrong with your hard drive? Then, uh, Stephen Murdoch, you're the man to deal with it. Is that right? Yes, sir. Anything else you want to say? Uh, oh, Let me rehearse. Do the, let's be rehearsed. Yes, sir. I've got. We, uh, we haven't got time. We haven't got time for that. Was a complete disaster. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. I didn't know that Herbie Flowers played on this. Did you know that, Stephen? No, I didn't. I, I took the trouble to look him up on Wiki. He certainly played with all sorts of people. Fascinating uh, guess. Did you ever play the um, Pink Panther um, video game on the Spectrum? Uh, many years ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Steve, are you okay? Yeah, thanks. Just you, you told me you, you told me to say if you were doing that thing again, and you were just doing it then. Oh, sorry. That's okay. No, no, no. Just I, I know you've got issues, and that's fine. You know, it's good. It's, it's no, all no. good. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Stephen Murdoch uh, from Kilkenny Solutions, uh, based in Hammersmith in London, is here to talk about cyberbullying and also to take. Uh, your calls uh, on anything computer and uh, gadget related. We had a flurry of calls during the news, Stephen. Uh, Unfortunately, most of them, nah. We're playing silly beggars. Yeah, they were. (laughs) I don't know what's going on tonight. I know um, there was the premiere of the David Brent film tonight, which I, I went and saw... And um, maybe that's just, some people went to that and they're feeling a little bit let down, so they're trying to let off steam. A a bit giddy. Yeah, a little bit bit giddy. giddy. A lot of laughs in uh, the first 15 minutes of that film. So, um, and then a lot of thinking for the last 80 minutes of the film. Um, So, With all due respect, this is not getting us to the the cheese, so to speak. I wonder if anyone has some questions about uh, computing. we, we We do have one caller. Right, okay, who's that? It's, um, Gatford. Gatford, you're, uh, through to Stephen Murdoch, formerly of ISO oh, Solutions, uh, now of Kilkenny uh, Solutions in Hammersmith. Hello there. Good evening. Hi there, Stephen. Um, I, I've been a victim of cyberbullying pretty much my okay. whole sort of adult life. Um, I'm AOL chat rooms, uh, MySpace, Bebo, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, um, Instagram, Snapchat, all, all the, all the different platforms. The, the main ones, um, right? Yeah, the, the main, main ones. Ask. Um, I, I, I've even I've ask. even taken to yeah I'm getting to it I'm getting to it Ian calm down. No, I mean no, I mean ask oh. the, the the social oh. media site ask. Oh yeah, thanks. Yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah, no, I've not actually got. I'll, you should I'll, you should I'll, join it. You might you might get bullied on there, but you what, should. What yeah. sort of things are they saying? Um, well, they're being cruel. very cruel. I'm, I'm, they're being very cruel. That some of the names that you mentioned earlier have been used. Fatford. Um, oh. Yeah, that, that, that one. Yeah, that that one. Wheat pants. Um, yeah. Bum, uh, I, wear, I wear glasses and I, I can't hear out of one Boys, ear. And, like that. So, yeah. and, and I'm quite big and 
Sheffield. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 that sort of thing. Oh, God. Oh, and how does that make you? How does that make you feel inside well, as a person? It's it made me feel hollow inside. Um, and I've, I've often well, contemplated cool. giving up the internet, but I can't. <laughs> no, you know, because yeah. it's the internet. You can't. Oh. You know, you can't live without. Would that. you be interested yeah. in downloading um, ball ballware? Ballproof. Well, I'm, I'm interested. I, I, I've actually been seeing a cyber psychologist as well, but wow. all she wants to do is talk about my relationship with my motherboard, so that's not really helped. Oh. He's brought his own material. Is it sense? <laughs> <laughs> is that sense? Okay? Do you have a question, Gaffer? Do, yeah, do, yeah, do you yeah, actually have sorry. a question? Or is it just... I, I, do, I do have a question. If right, I buy your, your, your mal- um, uh, program, was it Fat Face or something? Or... Ballproof, yeah. Ballproof, yeah, ballproof. Yeah. Um, can if I still receive cyberbullying, is there any refund process? Because it means oh, I, I need something that's going to protect me across the board. Uh, well, I don't think we can. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't really think we can be open to to any sort of refunds. For I mean, I can't legislate for exactly what goes, no. goes on your life. Um, right. All I can suggest is that you know, if it doesn't work for you get back to us and we can see if we can make modifications because this is an ongoing process with us. We're adding... So, well, so like, yeah, I'm getting the beta thing really sort of... And the thing is as well, Gatford, you, you, you know, the only way to avoid cyberbullying is to stay off... Is, let me, is to stay it's offline. Cakes. No. Oh, sorry. Gosh. Uh, gosh. Is to... Um, wow. That, well, that, was, that, will, that would reduce one aspect of it, but well, I mean, all the... I mean, you see, from someone that, that, that professionally yes. is helping people, and previously, let's face it, a convicted criminal, to say that I need to lay off the cakes is a bit much. Well, it, it was a joke. Yeah, but, you know, he's got... Hang on. Hang on, Gatford. Hang on. Whoa. He's got your best interests at heart. Yes, we know you're a big lad. That's great, okay? You're yeah. putting, putting strain on your organs. Um, and that would, and I was about to... I don't po- play the organ, Ian. This is ridiculous. I was about to point out that the, if, even if you lost weight, there are still many, many aspects of your character that would be easy to attack you with. Um, so is staying offline an option, Stephen? Uh, it is an option, uh, but, you know, let's face it, we all live by the internet now. It's an intrinsic part of our lives. Um, I, I, I would like to apologise to Gatford. That that was a low blow. It no, was meant I, to be I, a I, joke. You I'm came sorry. in. You came in with a joke of your own, which was an anti, well, uh, again, anti-computer it, joke about motherboards. I was true. simply coming back at you. It's right. Well, fair enough. I was simply right, coming right. back at you. I'm I'm yeah. sorry, but it's well, true. Hollow, it is, ho- feeling yeah. hollow is something you mustn't feel. <laughs> often I'd imagine. Gatford. Well, all, all I can say, Murdoch, is come back at this. Oh, I think what? he's showing you the... I've cut him off there. We're not... Yeah, well, um, well, well our app doesn't, doesn't really <laughs> legislate for... And that's interesting, first. isn't it? I could show... I could send someone a photograph of me making a rude gesture. Um, the single finger, the double finger, um, yeah, the sign for... Uh, uh, shaking Canadian the fruit bowl. Yeah, coffee yeah, beans. Um, yeah. A, a kebab. Uh, yeah, the kebab. And, yeah, and kebab. you're a hot dog... A mouldy hot, hot dog, dog with or one of those. You know when they do, it, you know they do it when they push it in between. It looks like a donut with sort of sausage in between. You could have done that as well. <laughs> would your would your app stop? Drop your cheeks open with a pencil, that sort of thing. Yeah, that that would be that would be something you could do. We don't have a leg- can't legislate for that sort of thing. Mm. Mm. Um, Lee's in Cranbrook in Kent. Where's Kent, Lee? Kent, Kent. Yeah, it's the Garden of England. Ian, you know that. 
never heard of it. Okay, let you through to Stephen Murdoch. What have you got for him? Now, Stephen, I followed some instructions on the internet to uh, right. add water water cool into my PC. Okay, um, and I think I've got a bit of a problem because loads of sparks come out. Um, the water poured mm-hmm. out all the little holes where the fans are at the back, and I'm hoping you can uh, tell me how to put it back together. Can you just tell me that again? What happened? So I, I tried to water cool my PC. You know, all, all these tech people they water cool their computers. So I opened up the top, I poured in the water, as per the instructions I found on the internet, and, well, you can imagine it's not working too well now. Right, okay, can I just say something? Uh, this is the second or third time I've been on this programme, and, and I've, I've done my bit. I didn't, I'm not getting paid for tonight. So far, I've, I've, I've had this water-calling nonsense. I've had someone say he wanted to put his floppy in a slot. I've had a big f- fat bloke having a go at me, and, and now you... I'm not having a go at you. Yes, you are having a go at me. What are you Ridiculous. We're getting suggestions, and you might be able to let us know if this would work, Stephen. Some people are suggesting that he puts his um, computer in the microwave. That would work, wouldn't it? No, it wouldn't work. No? Oh. Well, Well, for goodness sake, anybody out there, don't do that. In an oven? A conventional oven? No! I'm going to go now. You're absolutely ridiculous. Put ri- put it in rice. If you bury it in rice. Well, yes, that is that is not. Okay. Well, Stephen, um, I think that went better than last time. <laughs> Narrowly. We will put that out as um, a computer um, podcast. And okay. Um, just remind us again of the um, the uh, cyberbullying app and how much it costs and where we can get it. It's fourteen ninety nine. It's bullproof and it's available at Kilkenny Solutions Hammersmith. Part of our bullying program, anti bullying program, bully for you. Thank <laughs> you, you have to me. you have to go to Hammersmith to get it, do you? You can go online to uh, okay. Kilkenny's. Okay. Right. Okay. Um, well, uh, Stephen, it's, it's always a pleasure, and um, okay. I hope we'll speak to you uh, very very soon. When's that tag coming off? <laughs> Very funny. I don't think I don't think we'll be doing this again. Thank you. Good night. Good night. <clears throat> Always ends a little bit awkwardly, doesn't it? Always leaves me a little bit uncomfortable. Stephen Murdoch there from Kilkenny Solutions in Hammersmith. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Well, what a um, strange seventy-five minutes of radio we've had. Really, uh, it's been very odd. Um, which is, I'm glad it has because I only got in about twenty minutes before the show started. I'm not looked through the papers. I'm not really got anything to talk about. I, I did go and see the David Brent movie. Puts me puts me in a really awkward position, guys. I went and took um, my, my mate Scott, the uh, t-shirt printer, balconyshirts.co.uk. And um, we went and it was a proper um, a proper movie premiere in Leicester Square at the Odeon in Leicester Square. And I thought it would just be like a red carpet outside the cinema. It wasn't. The whole of Leicester Square was closed. And there were thousands of people there. And you had to walk through this gate and round this red carpet, and then you had to go over a bridge. They had a bridge in Leicester Square that we had to go over. It was the weirdest thing. We didn't get siphoned off into the famous bit that would get interviewed live by um, Zane. Was it Zane Lowe? Zane Lowe? 
who was looking saying low he looks like a pakistani now he really he really he's got the he, he looked very swarthy and he had the beard and his hair he honestly and i don't i'm not saying that for a cheap gag he looked like a pakistani gentleman it was incredible um and we were all told that david brent was going to perform with his band and he did but he performed outside while we were in the cinema and watched it on the screen um but as i saw james buckley there um who's going to come in in a couple of weeks he said and he said some very nice things about the show and the fact that he's got his own youtube channel and stuff which is excellent saw cheggers said hello to cheggers and went up to him and oi cheggers you're a massive racist and we had a laugh about that he was telling me because we, we got accused of being his wife was there we got accused of being racist on pointless and she went no i think you're the racist actually and it was very nice they were telling me his accountant went to a pub quiz the night after we were accused of being racists on pointless and um one of the questions was who has been accused of being racist after an appearance on pointless oh me and cheggers were pub quiz questions nicely i like cheggers i know he gets a bad rap but i like him who else did we see that was it i think that was it um and the first 15 minutes of the film is very 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 funny very funny it was really la- I, I, oh wait four 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 nine nine one thousand um i'm really surprised that no other members of the office cast were in the film it could really have done with mackenzie crook and martin freeman even if they weren't in it for that long even a scene with them would have really balanced out the um gervais the 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 brent character i think and there were some really funny bits in it um i would have liked crook and i would have liked freeman popping up and i would have liked it to have been directed by merchants even merchant wasn't involved in this and i wonder have those two fallen out or something because they were always in each other's pockets Stephen merchant uh, uh you know uh, is a very funny man um uh, uh, and uh, i think he should have directed it uh, my suggestions um i don't i don't want to be rude about it because uh, you know ricky was very nice to me when i lost my job at the bbc and he was very nice to me the other day and he kindly invited me to go and see the premiere the first 15 minutes are hilarious um oh wait four 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 nine nine one thousand uh, russell can i come to you in a second first of all though it's keith evening keith sorry to keep you waiting for so long <laughs> that's no problem mate you've How's been wa- waiting for ages things are all right all right no. except tomorrow night after the show i'm going to be sleeping in my car in luton airport because i've got a flight at eight o'clock in the morning i know first world problems i live literally five minutes from there can sleep at my house if you like keith now listen that sounds like um uh, a delightful <laughs> offer but for all i know you could be a murderer are you a murderer i, I, I could be no i'm not but the other guy the computer guy sounds a bit weird yeah yeah, I'm going to have to, I think me and, me and Catherine are going to have to have a chat about how we proceed, if we proceed with Steve. He's been to prison, and I'm I, I, I'm a real big one for giving people second chances, but um, I don't know if that feature ironic works. ironic that someone that's going to um, support an app for sort of bullying, being a stalker, a bit weird for me anyway. Yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. um, and uh, I just... Uh, if people are, but the thing is, he's a very intelligent man, and if people are just gonna 
phone up and and take the mic and talk about I floppies. Didn't, I, didn't say, I, didn't, I wouldn't even got. I didn't even get. Oh no, no, not not you, Keith. Not you. I'm talking about the callers that called in and talk about floppies and water cooling and all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, I, I just don't want to waste Stephen's time because he's a very yeah. he's a very intelligent man. Yeah, my reason initially for phoning was because I feel like I have a nervous breakdown and. The whole thing has lifted me up, so I feel a bit better. Hey, <laughs> uh, that'll be £75 plus VAT, please. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm What's right going now. on, man? Well, we booked, I booked tickets to go and see your show in Luton straight away when they, because we went to see you last year with my wife, and because we have an autistic child, yeah. I found it hard getting a babysitter, so I fell out with my family about it, and I thought, do you know what? I'm going to phone you and yeah. say I can't come because all my family are. Words I can't say, obviously, on the radio. Why have they, why, but, what, what, if you don't mind me asking, and tell me to jog on if you do, um, no. why, why have you fallen out with your family about it? Because I've asked them, I asked uh, some member of my family, yeah. which I'm close to, and the baby's hard. It's the same booby milk baby. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that, but anyways, but um, um, he's hard work to be around. Yeah. And I said, you need to come and see him first and get to know him a little bit, because they never come around. And they took offence to that. So, anyways, um, oh, I'm sorry to hear that, man. It's it's all right. But let's talk about light hard stuff now. Go on, then. Go on. Then. <laughs> I can't think of anything. <laughs> <laughs> Nor can I. I've just seen the David Brent film, so um, that doesn't uh, <laughs> doesn't. Light Are you still going to be able to come to the show? I don't know. My wife said just go by yourself, but I'm not going to do that, am I? Last time she gave me earache. Because I didn't wait for a picture, so the whole point was, as soon as they come off, right, this time we're going to wait for a picture with you. Right, listen, okay, it's not until November, right? So, you got, yeah, we, we got, okay. we still got a bit of time to sort it out, okay? Yeah. <laughs> still got a bit of time to sort something out. Um, yeah. why don't you, why don't you come for the first half, then go home? <laughs> and then she and comes, for, she second comes half. for the second that right. half. That sounds right. <laughs> we could, you could, is, is it close enough for you to do that? Um, yeah, possibly well, is. Yeah, yeah. Well, do, you know, listen. I would love you and your missus to come along if you can. Yeah. And well, as, I, as, as I say yeah. to everybody, when I do these shows, I stick around for as long as people want me to stick around and have yeah. pictures taken and stuff. Do so you know, the thing, the thing is, Ian, I got earache, so I said, no, it's okay. He works in Dunstable. We can get a picture of yes. whenever we like. Yes. And then, literally weeks later, <laughs> and then ever since, I've got earache. It don't work. It don't work in Dunstable no more. <laughs> you did. Well, I did. I got earache. Did for a while. Yeah. Um, um, the show. The show. Listen. Here's the thing, guys. If you're coming, the show's going to be the same as the one last year. Um, but I'm going to try and put in some a few new bits and picks. I've got an idea for a show for next year. So I might put in a. F- hilarious. It doesn't matter. Well, it's like, all right. Well, you're very kind. We we got. Hey, listen. It's, it's not until November, man. We got ages to sort this out. Well, I'm sure I saw it somehow. But my other question is. Yes. Um, the podcast, the illegal podcast, what has dis- disappeared? I've not been able to listen to you for two weeks. No, not, no, no, they haven't. They haven't. They haven't. Hang on. Well, they have on what I'm looking at. There's, um, there's, you will. Uh, <laughs> my internet's going very slowly, so it's making it just tricky. Uh, you, the, the fellow that was originally doing doing them doesn't do them anymore, right? But right. now there's a new guy called Matthew that does them. Are you aware of his work? I'm not. No, literally, I'm uh, all out. Oh look, uh, and, and my, all now, out my stuff. Now my internet is is um, not working, so I can't get you um, right. If I tell you this right, yeah. you must never tell anybody else that I've told you, and you mustn't yeah. tell my boss that I've told you. Right? Okay. Right. Um, hang on a minute. Oh, crying out loud. Why is it? Why? Computer. Ianleepodcast.co.uk. Okay. 
Oh, in, lovely. Inleadpodcasts.co.uk. Right? Don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. Go on <laughs> iTunes, type in Ian Lee, uh, and talk, <laughs> and up they come. Okay, lovely. Is that all right? That's all right. Thank you, Keith. Touchy bye. Uh, night. See yeah. you later. I hope you feel a bit better, mate. We'll, we'll, uh, we, 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 be good to see you. Be good to see you. Um, Tris, stay there. Let's go to Russell. Good evening, Russell. Oh, no, hang on. I've got your fader down. Let me try again, with this time with your fader open. Good evening, Russell. Good night, Ian. How are you? <laughs> oh, good, thank you. Sorry, I had your fader down. How's things going, man? You are right? Good. Um, I was a bit upset about the last caller before the caller before me before the caller before me the caller before hang on a minute let me get a map and draw um, the caller before the caller before you why why, why were you upset russell Stephen, they were all taking the piss out of out of Stephen murdoch yeah yeah it's, it's like no one listened to my my um advice it's horrible I mean, well, uh, Russell, let me let, you, let me let you into a little secret. I, th- I think there was a little bit of um, uh, playfulness going on there. I don't, th- uh, I don't, I don't think it was it was mean spirited. I think there was a little I bit mean, of playing. Going people on. ringing in saying uh, they can't get their dongle into the USB, <laughs> and it it's just. I know the man did stuff that he probably regrets. Yes, he did. He did. Coming but, um, on the show was one of them, I think. Yeah. But, um, he'll never be Russell, on again. Russell, uh, how, are you, how are you doing? For, for, uh, for those who don't know, who don't remember, I may not have made the connection, Russell is the uh, the DJ in Ireland. Who did, You didn't do a show today as well, did you, Russell? I did. Did you? I did. Yeah. How'd it go? Went fantastic. I got loads of sport and I made sure that your name was mentioned. Good lad, thank you very much indeed. And I see you've got you found loads of friends on Twitter and Facebook as well, haven't you? Yeah. Oh my god, the sport's unbelievable. My life has changed within two two three days. I'm really pleased, man. I'm really pleased. We've had a lot of a lot of nice comments about you and a lot of people I'm smiling i'm i'm happy what? i'm i'm smiling we we I'm can't allow this russell no this smiling and this happiness has to stop <laughs> <laughs> it's good to hear you laugh man it's really good to hear you laugh i mean i mean, I mean cyberbullying is real and it there's no way we could stop cyberbullying because it's a freedom of speech and you can't stop someone from saying what they want to say it's how the person it is being said to um learns how to deal with it and it's hard you know that thing about sticks and stones might break my bones but names yeah. will never hurt me that's not true unless, that's not true names it, can be really hurtful unless you throw a dictionary at someone in that well, case in that case it's words, only, you get one of the big old-fashioned dictionaries yeah that's gonna that's gonna cause a little bit of pain yeah i'm i like to joke sometimes this is not the place for joking either when are you on the radio again russell tomorrow i'm on tomorrow yeah at 10 and how long yeah. is the show the show's two hours isn't it Two hours. What 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 do you think you might play tomorrow? 
Well, I I don't have much exercise. I've, I've I'm dreading playing S Club Seven. Oh no, um, I like a bit of S Club. There ain't no party like an S Club party. S Club. I they were my favourite band as a teenage. Yeah, it was a good TV show, wasn't it? S Club S Club Seven. I'm shameful to say that. Sorry, Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin? I'm saying sorry to Led Zeppelin that I <laughs> I used to like S Club <laughs> Heaven. I, listen, I uh, think, I've got, to, I, I grew up loving the monkeys, right? And I used to get um, the the Mickey torn out of me for, for liking them. I, I, I'm not a musical snob anymore. If you like music, if music does, if it makes you happy, makes you sad, makes you angry, if yeah, it does something to you, it's all good. The thing is, the monkeys played good music, music that will be remembered for years. Yeah. S Club 7 played songs that nobody remembers. Um, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's kind of true. But again, pop is meant to be um um it's thrown away it's disposable you know pop is not meant to be around forever unless, unless you're Mike, michael jackson in well, that case well in that case yeah um uh, russell it's so good to hear you sounding happy man you. and I, I i'm sorry if we were a bit short yesterday yesterday was all a bit frantic because we had Stephen. but pa- hey wasn't Stephen page good Stephen page he's he's unbelievable and what a voice <laughs> He followed me on Twitter. Did he? Yeah. Well, there you go, man. You see, you've been followed by a genuine pop star. He sold millions of records, that guy. No way. Yeah, yeah. He I, I opened millions of hearts. <laughs> ah. Tell I me will. about it. Hey, Russell, listen, I've got to go to an ad break. Uh, it's really nice to yeah. talk to you, man. I'm really glad that you found my show, and I'm, I'm, uh, and I'm glad that you, you, you call in and you're a contributor to it. So thank you. Thank you. I'm 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 uh, loyal to you. Good lad. We'll, we'll we'll speak again soon, mate. Take care. Thank thank you, Russell. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. We call you back. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Tris. Hey, 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 Tris. Not spoken for a while. How's life? Yeah, not bad, fella. Not bad. You know, ups and downs. Yeah. But that's- that's everyone. How are you, my friend? Fat man, really fat. I, I, I was. I've, 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 I'm doing this TV show a week Saturday, right? And it's like I just want to get under fifteen stone for this show because that will be, you know. And um, I was doing quite well this week, and then I put my jeans and my posh shirt on and my jacket to go to this film premiere. And the jacket, I couldn't button it properly. Couldn't button the jacket, right? And I just looked fat in the mirror. And um, then I got there to the film premiere. And I was very anxious. I was with Scott, and so he's looking after me. But I was very anxious and very nervous, and low self-esteem was kicking in. So I instantly bought a big bag of Rolos to have. Idiot. Idiot. And then I came to work a few hours later, and basically the Rolos were all I'd eaten that day. I'd had a sandwich earlier, actually. Um, And I was was hot, I was sweating, and I was really lightheaded. So then I just had to have half a packet of digestives just to get a bit of sugar and food in me because i was kind of i was not fainty but i was not close not too far off from fainting so 
I'm fat and I'm feeling really bad about that. And it's dawned on me, really, the only way I'm going to lose weight is um, to come off these tablets that are making me put on weight. But I don't want to come off these tablets yet. So Yeah, well, what's, I mean, what's more important to you? Well, yeah, exactly. So I'm going to have to, I'm just going to have to keep an eye on my food so that I don't go any higher than I am. But I'm just going to have to also put up with being this size for the time being. Because I'd, I'd yeah. rather sleep at night and not be so anxious uh, than, a, you know, half a stone lighter. So that's where we're going. I mean, I'm, I'm still on my diet, and it's, it's what am I now, 10, 11 days in. It's really getting me down. I'm finding it such hard work. It's tough, isn't it? It's really it tough. It really is hard. I've got a constant headache. Yeah. And, water. Um, Are you drinking enough water? Loads of water. That's all, yeah. that's all I'm drinking yeah. now. I'm off the coffee. Yeah. Well, that, that, um, how long have you been off the coffee for? Oh, about five days. That could be, see, that could be the headache. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, yeah that I'm, could be the I headache. I, I, um, I'm on two coffee, two single shot soya lattes a day at the moment. And, Ooh. um, when I came off coffee last time, I, I didn't do the cold turkey because I'd done that before and it was awful. So I, 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 I started mixing decaf with, with normal and then was just going down to like a quarter of a spoon and stuff. And it, it, it'll be a coffee headache. Yeah, I've um, I've done four runs now as well. Hey, it doesn't get thing. any easier or any nicer, does it? No, it doesn't. I did a run on um, Monday, uh, half past five yep. in the morning. Took my family to the airport at five, quarter to five, got back, couldn't sleep, so I thought, right, I'm going to go for a run. And I'm going to go, meant to do one today and didn't. I was really busy, but I'm going to do one tomorrow. And um, and I thought I was, it's, well, it, I, I, it's a mixture of running and walking for 25 minutes. It's week three, day one, right? Yeah. And, um, I thought, I'm really, I thought, yeah, do you know, I've not run for a couple of weeks, but actually I'm running really fast, really fast. I'd only, ra- I only travelled for the whole 25 minutes, walking and running, 3.187 kilometres. I was thinking, how the, how is that possible? I was bombing it during the running bits. It's when the app tells you that you're halfway, I find that really the most depressing part, because you feel like you must be, you must be near the end yeah, by now. it's, it's horrible, but, but. But, Tris, you know, I'm going to have another go tomorrow. I'm going to have another go tomorrow. And I'm drinking... Where's my water? Oh, I think I've... Have I got my water in the... There's my water. And, um... Where's my cup of tea? Um, but, yeah, it's, um... Oh, I don't know, Tris, and the family are away, so I'm missing the kids like crazy. I and, do that. And I was planning... Uh, it's this week and next week they're away, and I was so much stuff I was planning to do. I want to do some writing. I want to write an article about Imani Coppola and one about um, the guy from The Young Rascals, and I want to write some more of my book. Right? Oh, I read your one about John Sebastian yesterday. Actually, oh, is that in? Is that out? Yeah, it's in record collection this month. Thank, thanks for telling me, guys. Thanks, guys. I didn't know that. Any good? Yeah, I thought it was really good. Uh, thank I'll... you. I have to check that out. But, um, uh, but. So this week I was playing, and this week I've just been really busy. And the house is a tip. And I've been busy because I've had to sort out stuff with the dog, and I've had to um, sort out Bill. I've, I've just been busy. So, yeah. like, it, busy is good, though, isn't it? Uh, yeah, but I wouldn't mind just sitting down and playing Xbox for a day. I'll tell you what I started watching today, right? Uh, 20 minutes of it. 20 minutes. I had a 20-minute window before I had to leave to, to, to go to um, David Brent. And I bought this in um, Sex, the computer exchange, for six quid, yep. a box set for six quid. And I thought, oh, I've never seen that, and I really fancy it. GBH. 
Oh, we're all set. Robert Lindsay, Michael Palin, written by Alan Bleasdale. I'm going to say 1991. I'm kind of guessing there. TV series on Channel 4. I believe the word gritty could be used to describe it, right? And I've had okay. it sat on the, by the by the telly for the last couple of months. And then today I thought, oh, I'm going to put that in. I'm going to make, I've got, only got 20 minutes. I'm going to make myself sit down and watch telly for 20 minutes. Yep. And, oh, the first 20 minutes of GBH. Oh, mate. First of all, it must be about 91 because it's, it's not shot in widescreen. You've got the black bars at the side and I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, mate. It was, it was good. It was rude. Robert Lindsay. When Robert Lindsay, we, we all think of Robert Lindsay from the, my family, right? Yeah. But when he wants to act, he's, he, he's tough to beat. He's a brilliant, brilliant actor. And it, this, this is great. And it just, it looks beautiful. People smoking fags and it just, it's, it's basically, I, I think it's about corruption in a Liverpool based, Liverpool area kind of labour council, I think. Um, and Michael Palin, did you say? Michael Palin's in it, yeah, and I like Palin. Gritty? He, have you ever seen Brazil? Oh yeah, cool. Yeah, Brazil. He's the bad, the bad guy in Brazil. So yeah, Palin. Does, I love seeing Palin act. I love it. Who was your favourite Python? Uh, when I was younger, it was Idol. Yeah. Uh, oh, you know, I always quite fancied Idol in the dress. Yeah, I think uh, yeah. Do it, a little bit. It's the eyes. He's got really cute yeah. eyes, and I guess I always liked Idol because I liked his wordplay. And I, uh, even though I didn't realise this at the time, he was the one that did it on his own. So there was, there was John Cleese and Graham Chapman, and then yep. Terry Jones and Michael Palin, and Idol wrote all his stuff on his own. And I think I kind of identified with that a little bit without realising. Um, but now, it's, um, I, I'm not so keen on Idol, now he's gone all American. Um, it's Palin. Okay. I always quite like Graham Chapman. I always thought, apart from Life of Brian, when he is, when he's off the source, thank you, Ed, uh, when he's off the source and he had found direction and purpose and sobriety in his life, for, at least for that period, um, apart from that, I always thought he was the weak link. Oh, really? I, I never thought he was that good an actor. And n it's because for most of Monty, the Monty Python TV series and the Holy Grail, he was off his nut. He was absolutely yeah, steaming true. drunk. And you watch those episodes, the later episodes, um, he's, he's, he's glassy-eyed. He's not there. It's incredible. Yeah. I don't know. He's, he's always, he's always tickled me. All right, here we go. Weakest Python. Weakest Python. Are we, well, no, are we hang on, hang on one second. Gilliam? Let me say, sorry, your least favourite Python, because weakest and least favourite is, is a different thing. Your least favourite Python. Least favourite, um, yeah, I'd, I'd have to say Idol, actually. Really? Why? Because, well, I think all he really brought was the, the, the sexy lady for my, for my sort of sexual fascination. <laughs> and, um, uh, the, the, the sort of, um, young, up-and-coming, middle-class type, you know? I didn't think he had much outside of that. Yeah, I know what you mean. The, my least favourite Python, and here we go, guys. Here comes the hatred, John Cleese. Oh. I always found him too shouty. Just shouty, shouty, shouty. I know there's more to him than that. Um, and, and I went, did you go and see them at the O2 the other year? 
Yeah, no, I didn't. I, w- I went to the cinema thing. You know, you could watch it on the live oh, yeah. stream. What was that and like? I was left. Oh, I was left really cold. Um, I know what you mean. I I loved it because I went not thinking I was going to a comedy gig. I went uh, knowing it was going to be a rock band doing all their greatest hits. That's yeah, what I viewed I mean, it that's as. That's what it was. Yeah, exactly. It was a rock yeah. band doing all their greatest hits, and if you wanted, you could sing along, or you could close your eyes and be be back watching it on telly as a fourteen year old kid, or you, you know, there were. It was. It was. It was a lot better than I thought it was going to be, and I really enjoyed the nostalgia and the affection from the audience. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, it. it I've got nothing against it, but it, it doesn't add anything to the canon. If they didn't do it, it wouldn't, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't change anything for me, really. Yeah, I, I think you had to be there. And we didn't have, even have particularly good seats. But the atmosphere was, it was something very special and um, very magical. You know, there was a lot of love. It's not often you get love in an arena like that. And there was a lot of love for them. Didn't Terry Jones, Terry Jones could hardly speak. Oh well, he's, he's he's losing his marbles, isn't he? He's got he's got uh, early onset dementia. Has he? Has he really? Yeah, he has. I watched a documentary, but like behind the scenes documentary, and oh. he's got cue cards everywhere, and did he couldn't that? remember half the sketches. Oh, I did not know that. Oh, I did not yeah. know that. Well, it's very sad. Very sad. Very sad. Indeed. He's got. He's Although got a thirty-year-old girlfriend. I was about, ex- about to say. I know. I, w- when I lived in North London, me and my wife went to our local sushi place, and yep. the door was held open for me by Terry Jones, and I went, "Oh, oh, all right, uh, thanks very much." And then we sat down, and we—he was with his daughter. That what? wasn't his daughter. <laughs> that was his new girlfriend. Flipping heck. Yeah, fair play to him if you can. Fair, if you can dump your loyal wife of fifty odd years for a younger model, then why the hell not? Fair play to him. Fair play fair to play. him. Um, Tris, did we get to the point of your call? No, it's just a quick one. Uh, <laughs> you had on before. Yes, he's um, he added me on Facebook today, and he sent me he sent a few of us a link to his show, and I had a little listen in for half an hour. How'd it go? Any good? I don't know. Uh, yeah, really good. I don't know what he was worried about. He gave he gave us all a shout out on the air as well, so patients must have had no clue what was going on. <laughs> oh, good and, for him! Um, no, he's he's really good, and I don't know I don't know what he worries about. I had I, I, I had people from all over the world, right, getting in touch with me the, over the last couple of days, going because uh, because because an actor, Craig Bierko in America, um, yeah. retweeted the link saying, "Oh, this podcast is amazing, and we should listen to this." And it kind of went, not viral, but it kind of caught a bit of a stream. And I had so many people, because we put the Russell bit out as a, as a special podcast, and we ummed and ahed, um as to whether it would be exploitative or not. And, it, and we, we agreed that it's not. It's actually, it's a celebration of life, you know, and it's, yeah. it, it, it actually was really powerful what I had to say. And um, I, so many people from around the world getting in touch and saying that Russell um, has inspired them. You know, and uh, it was a, a, a great bit of radio, not because of me, you know, because of the story that we we got to hear. And um, what am I, where am I going with this? I don't know where I'm going with this. I, I'm really honoured that I got to hear Russell's, you know, Russell's story. And, I mean, um, basically, he's an he's a nice fella who's sort of overcome what's happened to him, and he's he's living his life and he's doing what he wants to do. Yeah, Tress, lovely to talk to you as per usual. Eben and Tony come to you after this. 
0844 Hey, Ian. Hey, Eben. How you doing, man? Hey, good, thanks. I was just phoning in to say a huge thank you for getting Stephen Page on last night. Boy, oh boy, you don't have to thank me. It was an absolute thrill. We've been kind of chatting privately on Twitter on and off for a little while. And um, uh, he kind of suggested to me a while ago, he, he sent me a tweet, right, privately, about a month ago saying, I'm coming to London in August. Do you want to go out for dinner? And I went, <laughs> mustn't reply immediately, mustn't reply immediately. And I went, yeah, I'd love to. And if you come into London, if you fancy it, you're welcome on my show. No pressure, you don't have to, but, you know, the the, the invitation is there. Thought nothing of it, thought never going to hear from him again. Then we had a couple more tweets and stuff like that. And then he got in touch and said, did you mean it? Can I really come on your show? I went, yeah. And he said, okay, can you you bring a guitar and I'll play some songs if you want, if that's okay. And he kept saying, if that's okay with you. And I'm thinking, man alive... I would, I would pay, I don't know, hundreds to have Stephen Page sit in front of me and play four songs. I'd, I would, I would pay a fortune for that. And uh, I had a private gig, and Kath was was sat outside, and I, it was so joyous and so wonderful to see someone we're both a big fan of, um, you know, singing the hits and the new stuff. I, that's why I had to get Kath in and, and share the experience. It was what did it sound good, Evan? Did it or did it just sound like an old man, me, um getting a little bit too excited? You sound a really good I had to plug it into the Bose speakers to get good audio quality. <laughs> yeah. It, it was good. Well, well listen, the, the video is up on my YouTube channel. Thank you to Matthew Stevenson. Uh, uh, if you just type in, go to YouTube, type in Ian Lee, Stephen Page, you can see the slightly jerky video. And there will be a okay. podcast of that going out later tonight, Kath. Is that gonna, is that gonna go out tonight, the Stephen Page thing? Or is that gonna go out t- tomorrow? Tomorrow. It's gonna go out tomorrow. We'll have it, we'll have it out tomorrow. So there and you I go. Bought- Three of his songs today whilst I was working. Oh. They, from the new um, album or old ones? One from the new album and one from two from the old album on iTunes. Brilliant. And I can't stop listening to him. Yeah, he's good, man. He's good. Uh, the, uh, and I think the Bare Naked Ladies are good as well, e- even without him. But, um, but yeah, Stephen's good. He's got a great voice. He's, he, he just puts brilliant, clever jokes into songs, and I think his wordplay is so good, you know. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm really glad you enjoyed it, Eben. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Anything else? And one more thing. Yep. Do you know you were saying, I can't remember, was it Monday or something, you were talking about Jeremy Corbyn or something? Say that again. You started out on Monday, we were talking about what? Jeremy Corbyn. Um, were we? I know someone called in and, and said that, um, you don't hear people, it's, someone called in to talk about Jeremy Corbyn or something, I don't quite remember what was being said. And I was just gonna say, I mentioned my spawn thing last Friday, yeah. it was a Jeremy Corbyn-like talk, Yeah. and I had to wait in a queue for two hours to just listen to see what it was like. Flipping heck. <sighs> Did he but did he sing all, did he sing all the hits or did he <laughs> <laughs> No, but I fell asleep in my chair. Oh, well, uh, did you? Yeah. Did you did you fall asleep when he was on? Yes, I did. Did you miss it? No, I <laughs> caught the last 10 minutes of him <laughs> speaking. <laughs> so you queued for 2 hours? 
Yeah. How long did he speak for? It was a pain. He was the last person on the first two people were oh, like old pensioners speaking, yeah. rambling on about the past and how Labour did so good to Swansea. And then Jeremy Corbyn came on for about half an hour, I think. So you and wait two hours, you keep yeah. two hours. He did half an hour speech, you only caught the last ten minutes. Well, yeah. But thankfully, I was doing a. I set my phone up on a periscope tripod and I then. <laughs> Watched it after that. Well, Evan, that will teach you to go and listen to political speeches. You know, just stay at home and listen to the radio instead. Yeah, Evan, not always nice to talk to you, man. Thank you very much. I'm glad. I'm glad you uh, you discovered Stephen Page as a result of um, of this show. Tony, hello, Ian. Hello, Tony. What you got for us? Well, I also must uh, must add my. Uh, um, uh, admiration for the uh, the uh, two um, recent interviews that you'd have it was um, it was brilliant hearing uh, Stephen Page I hadn't really uh, didn't really know too much about him but um, yeah it's absolutely marvellous I think to uh, to sort of listen to the nuts and bolts behind uh, these uh, you know songs that you've heard in the past yeah and uh, and hopefully uh, we'll hear more of in the future but Herbie Flowers was superb wasn't he uh, brilliant oh yeah absolutely George Webley used to speak of him a lot cause yeah. I think he uh, he had a lot to, to do with him yeah and uh, George had loads of tapes that he'd um, uh, private tapes that he'd got of sort of people like uh, who was it uh, Michael Jackson he had lots of oh. uh, of tapes of him uh, singing on his own oh. you know which was um, uh it was was a privilege to listen to, you know. And George was tremendously knowledgeable, as you are, Ian, about um, you know the music that you listen to. Well, and, I um, say that I didn't know that I didn't know Herbie Flowers played at the bass on the Pink Panther theme. No, that no, I from, didn't know that because when he first mentioned it at the top of the interview, I thought. I, well, I misunderstood him. He was just citing that as an example. Then he mentioned it again, and I had to ask, "Was that you?" And yeah, he <laughs> played the bass on the Pink Panther. That's incredible. Yeah. Superb, superb. Yeah, it is great pity that uh, he doesn't get uh, due justice in terms of money. You know, what, is, what does PP, PPR stand for? P- P- players' performance rights or oh, something. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. but he, I, I thought he he handled that with good grace. You know, he oh, said yeah, his, his yeah. job was to turn up and get you know twenty quid or whatever yeah. it was, and, and 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 that was that, and he was happy. Uh, yeah. with that, but he's played with everyone, man. He's played That's with right. everyone. yeah, absolutely Bowie true. and Mutt yeah. Bolan and the Beatles, all of that stuff, yeah, so. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah, I didn't know you played the guitar, Ian. I play, I don't, I don't, really. Oh. I have, I have <laughs> guitars, I can strum, <laughs> yeah. um, uh, a few chords, and, uh, but I'm not very good. I play, I play a little bit of bass, but I'm not very good. I'm not very good. Oh, I see. Yeah, Stephen said your guitar was a nice one. It was um, a beautiful guitar. Oh, right. Well, what is it, Ian? Have you got a case for it? That's pretty good. It's, um, it's an Epiphone. Um, oh, right, I, yeah. I, I, yeah. It, it, but I don't know which is, it's, it's the one with the, um, the, the moustache. That'll mean oh, something yeah. to some people. It's got the moustache. What, the F-hold? No, it's got, no, 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 the moustache at the, um, the, 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 the bridge. Is that it? Oh, I yeah. don't know. It's a big yellow one. Right, it's yeah, a big yeah, yellow yeah. wooden one and um boy oh boy page made it sound like it don't sound in my hands tony thank you for that oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. kyle good evening you all right kyle i'm on the top of the world looking down well do you know you always do this i was just about to get into bed 
Yeah. Uh, and 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 slumber for the evening. However, you mentioned GBH, mm. which, which is amazing because uh, I uh, have the DVD. Uh, I'm in a bit of a dark place at the moment, so I decided to put that on because it always cheers me up. If oh. you've seen it, well, I've, I've and, only seen uh, the first twenty minutes. Oh, you will love it! It's amazing. But the music is by Elvis Costello. Oh, is it? Well. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll try not to let that get in the way. No, do you know what? You'll like it. It's uh, a brilliant, uh, I think it's called Couldn't Call It Unexpected Number 4, mm. with a song on an album, and he uh, sort of rebagged it with Richard Harvey. But it, it's brilliant, and I, I watched it last week. I finished watching it again. How long is it? How long does the whole thing last? I mean, the episode one is an hour and a half. I think it's seven episodes, I think. And are they all that length? roughly beautiful yeah. i'm i'm yeah. in baby next week that's it i've got the week off i'm doing gbh in a day oh you will love it tom georgson is in it who was dead family there's something on um the lady's in coronation street now oh it's the uh, little girl isn't she yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. i thought i reckon I, here's the thing right i'm so old i'm, it, it, i'm so it's it, so old. you saw i saw her as a little girl and i recognized her as you know as, as the woman she would become and i'm thinking oh this is good uh we'll see her as a woman later on in the thing and i got confused because i forgot that this was filmed 30 years ago and she's only mm. a woman now she was a child then julie waters in it it's got loads of people as well um that used to be on tv a lot in the 80s and the early 90s um mm -hmm. the guy right at the very very start who, who quits his job um as the like head of education or something with the moustache he was in um william gaunt yeah that's it william gaunt he was in there's no is it there's no place like home was that the yeah. sitcom he was in yeah. and then there's the fella who's in that meeting as well who's got the beady eyes who was in something anyways it's okay it was 91 i'm gonna say it was 1991 would that be close I I think it was 91, yeah. Okay. I think it was 91. There we go, there we go. I'm, look, I'm looking forward to the first 20 minutes. Um, it, it had me, it had me, and I thought, oh, yeah, I'm going to enjoy this. This is going to be a bit tasty. The absolute scene I think you would like is the bit when, and obviously it's a, a bit down the line, but when everything is breaking down and... Uh, don't worry, goes, it's spoilers! No, 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 it's not. I it's don't not. want spoilers! No, it's not a spoiler. All right, Even go on, you tell, you tell me then. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm Everything is crumbling. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm like. Yeah. Well. And he does the weird mm -hmm. thing, which. Uh huh. Yep. There you go. Okay. Well, that didn't, spo didn't, didn't spoil anything. Thank you, Kyle. No, and last night's show was amazing, by the way. Uh, and Stephen was good. I listened. I also listened to Russell's show this morning. Um, it was really good. Oh, I'm glad we found Russell. I'm glad Russell found us. Isn't so, no, it was all... And again, it's just another example, and I know you don't like this sort of praise, but another example why nobody else is doing this sort of radio. Brilliant uh, stuff. Kyle, you're a, a legend. I, I'm sorry to hear you're in a dark place. I hope you come out of it soonish. Um, oh, eight, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. And now, as a little tease, let's just hear in three words what British Katie will be talking to us about after the news at midnight. British Katie. Mopping the floor. Wow. If that doesn't... Uh, did you say mopping the floor? 
that's three words. Yes, I did. Can you make it sound sexy? Well, that was it. <laughs> oh, flipping heck. Well, we just lost half our listeners. Talk Radio. Ah, man, an hour to go. Um, you want to take part? You're more than welcome to. Very simple. Just give us a call. 0844 is the telephone number, and we call you back. Coming up after the news at midnight, mopping the floor. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Well, I'm not the kind to kiss and tell, but I've been seen with fair up. I've never been with anything less than a nine. So fine, I've been on fire with Sally Field, gone past with a girl named Bo. But somehow they just don't end up as mine. It's a death-defying life I lead. I take my chances. I die for a living in the movies and TV But the hardest thing I ever do Is watch my leading ladies Kiss some other guy while I'm bandaging my knee I might fall from a tall building I might roll a brand new car Cause I'm the unknown stuntman That made Redford such a star Never spent much time in school, but I taught ladies plenty. It's true, I hire my body out for pay. Hey, hey, I've gotten burned over Cheryl Teague's blown up for Rocky Welch. But when I wind up in the hay, it's only hay. Hey, hey, I might jump an open drawbridge or Tarzan from a vine. Cause I'm the unknown stuff. It makes Eastwood look so fine. It's British Katie. She's not a foreigner. I can't um, pretend to tonight. I can't pretend I'm British tonight. Sorry. Wow, it's Kat, it's Belgian Katia <laughs> who <laughs> we voted to oh. kick her foreign derriere out of this country. <laughs> Go back home. Yeah. Go back home. Yeah. Well, I'd like to, um, but there's problems. Can't, with the star. can't you and Roger get married? Oh no, he's fictional. <laughs> well, it's kind of in the pipeline. But it's not. What, what's in What's oh, in Roger's pipeline? Listen, 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 listen. This is This is why I'm calling. Oh yes. Uh, uh. Oh, it's not doing it. Any wow. What's E twenty? Okay, okay, that's the beginning of the story. I I had a late uh, washing machine session. That's it. Listen. Did you Did you hear that? The beep beep beep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, right. so um, uh, I was falling asleep a little bit. Yes. Uh, and uh, then I hear... What, what noise do you make? Is that how you say beep, beep, beep? You say... Pom, pom, pom. Pom, pom. Pom, pom, pom. No, pom, pom. Pom, pom. Pom, pom, pom. Pom, pom, pom. So I, I th- and I said, oh no, that's it, that's the pump. And it's what? It's twenty. It was 22, 22 midnight. 
I can't. I have to empty the pump of the washing machine. Uh, the, the pump? Oh, yeah. And, uh, I can't do that. Well, I've done it. Change done the... It. What do you mean? So that, that, teet, teet, teet. Yeah. Means you have to change the pump on the washing machine. Well, that's it. Uh, it's, it says the filter is, uh, kind of really no, easy you don't, with No, no, no. You, no, no, yes, no, no, no. You yes. don't have to change the pump. You have to go down on the floor. That's there's right. a, there's a yes. little circle at the front. You unscrew uh, the circle. Did, yeah. And you take out all the gunk. And all the water came out. Yeah, the water, uh, the water comes yeah. out, so you need towels. Yeah. Yeah, and then you take out all the dirt, yeah. and then you put the thing back on, and then Bob's your uncle. Well, 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 that's what I've done, and still doing, you're hearing that? You haven't done it properly. I've done it properly, You're yeah. not doing it properly. <laughs> I guess there are not many ways you can do, I don't know. I tell you what's wrong with it, and this yeah. is where it gets tricky. You have to take, because we get this machine, It's I believe it's an F four on our machine right. if we get the f4 and we get it all the flip in time um so you have to un so the the thing where the circle oh, blimey this is proper local radio how to fix a washing machine so yes. the thing where the circle is it's like on a little it's at the bottom isn't it yeah yeah on the front and there's like a panel at the front that you can unscrew yeah yeah yeah, yeah Uns that. Uh, you've unscrewed the panel yeah yes, yes what you need to do the tube mm -hmm. that goes through to that filter mm -hmm. you need to squeeze it there'll be stuff in that tube there'll be, it'll be coins it'll just be coins or if it's if it, you've got my children it'll be massive stones so you I... squeeze that you get you put you have to put your finger in the filter yeah. and then up the tube so you have to yeah. go around you have to a little waggle it around right. and then you um take it out and then bob's yeah. your bob's your uncle fanny's your arm right have you done that i have done that no okay <laughs> is yours a washer or a washer dryer thank you right it happens during the drying phase doesn't it no no because i've got no it's not even drying no, here's what you do. Listen, I don't believe you've done what I just said to do, so... Okay. That's your problem. Call a man, call a man. No, don't call a man. But if you... You might as well... Here's the thing, right? If a washing machine breaks down, you might as well just buy a new washing machine. <laughs> well, to call a man out, right? It's 85 quid plus VAT for him to come out, right? And then he'll say, right, well, the part's going to cost you 70 quid. So suddenly yeah. you're looking at 170 quid. Well, if that... That part might go again, yeah. or it means, you know, another part might go, so you might as well buy a washing machine for 300 quid. Right. But, um, oh, here's what you need to do. This is how I get it. This is the, the cheat I have uh -huh. at my home. Okay. Oh. I don't put it on to wash and dry. I put it on to wash. Yeah. Then, when it's finished washing, you dry. then I put it on to dry. Yes. Yeah. Is that what you do? Yes, that's what I that's do. That's a lie. You put it on to go... <laughs> You're lying to me. You've lied to me twice this evening, Katia. Okay. You put it on to dry automatically after the wash. Well, yeah, I didn't even know you could do that. You didn't know you could do that. Of course you know you can do that. Hey, I'm old enough. <clears throat> my nan, um, I remember my nan getting um, a, a, a washing machine that you could program, right? That had yeah. programs in it. Like we have now, you just turn the dial and you press buttons, right? Um... Except hers, it had these massive plastic rectangles, right? And they were computer programs uh, that, that, that would read it. So you, you had two. One was for, like, a fast wash and one was for, like, silks or wool or something. Mm. And there was a slot in the front. And you had to slot in huh? 
the um massive plastic memory thing into oh, the washing machine so it would know what program it was doing when was that this was the late 1970s really yeah yep yep yep, yep. <laughs> that's um that's it but you might as well you you your washing machines uh, yeah. dead okay not gonna buy another one anyway i i did as you said uh, hang on a second I thought you called in to talk about Mop Ziflor. Yes, I did. Well, please do. Well, I've, t- I've done that. No, you haven't. You've talked about washing machines. Yeah, I had to mop the floor because of the washing machine. That's oh. what I was doing whilst you said, uh, sum up your call. Oh, yeah, sum up your call. That wasn't it. Sum up your call. <laughs> sum up well, your call. <laughs> sorry. It wasn't... Uh, I was going to talk about these uh, forums that you are on with the vibrating anuses. There's not vibrating anuses, no. Yeah, I haven't found those forums dedicated to that subject. You haven't found them? No. Right. I, mm, I found threads. I haven't found forums. Oh. What? There, there are th- Yeah, there are threads in uh, forums yeah. dedicated to it. Okay, start again. Are there really forums only, only dedicated to vibrating? Oh, items? for God's Come sake! On. Yes b- or no? Are there, what is the what is the question, caller? Well, that's what you said. What is your question, caller? <laughs> I'm not going to repeat that. What is your question, caller? Okay, I was listening to this DJ uh, on the radio, and he. Oh no! I accidentally pressed the cut off button. Um, Pablo. Hip, hip, hip. Hip, 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 Pablo. How are you deadling your eyes? Yeah, I'm enjoying the show tonight. It's kind of, I'm glad it's kind of rocking along, because I'm really tired. And um, I've, not, I've not looked at the papers. I've got nothing, and I'm enjoying the... Um, just just bouncing along tonight. Oh, could you? Well, I hope I don't slam the brakes on, much like I did the other night. I didn't like um, Katya calling me a liar live on air. I thought that was a little bit... Uh, I thought that was a little bit rude and uh, inappropriate. So, Katya, you're banned for the rest of the day. It's very fair. It's only fair, Pablo. We have to be, we have to be fair. What you got for us, boss? Um, well, it, it's just a um, recommendation for a, a podcast, not mine, not the one I'm on. Although Food Watch Film by is available. Thank you very much. Um, under the radar. Uh, no, but um, obviously, like in your time travels and whatnot. Yeah. Um, this one uh, it's in podcast form, but it's like an audio drama, just episodic. As it goes, what's it called? Because I've had. A, I, did you recommend this online on Twitter? I have before, yes. Yeah, oh, it's, it's, go, go on. It's ARS Paradoxica. But is it any good? It is. It, it, to be honest, it, it takes a, a couple of episodes to get into it because it's um, it's essentially just a start off as this astrophysicist type person uh, called Sally, who in the present day is working on some sort of uh, levitation device. Oh, yeah. Um. And in starting that off, she accidentally, like, connects up with... Hang on. Um, there's two. There's Arse Paradoxica and there's Time Lapse. Well, Time Lapse is done by the people who make yeah. ARS Paradoxica, and that's just all about um, just uh, them talking about the films that have inspired them. What, time travel? So they're, they're talking about time travel films? Yeah, they're, they're quite good. They're, they're 15 minutes each, but they talk about... Um, oh, Groundhog Day, Primer, Predestination, Bill and Ted, The Infinite Man. What's The Infinite Man? I, I'm not, I've seen that reference. It's an old... I think it's a Hammer Horror type... Uh, right. Oh, no, actually, no. I'm thinking of The Tattooed Man. That's a different right. one. I'm subscribing yeah. to that one. That one's subscribed. Are you sure you want to subscribe to Time Lapse? Yes, I do. 
Subscribe. Well, it might be good to to get to listen through the time lapse ones because they're quite short, but it will give you an insight into their working process, and it will give you a, kind of possibly a interest to listen to the work because it's it's really good because it's one of these things where she ends up basically in the, this is all in, like in very early doors in the first episode, and um, basically her levitation device kind of connects up to something in 1945. All right, why is everyone uh, intent on giving me spoilers? Oh, yeah, that, that is that is merely the, 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 the very start. That's the first five minutes type of thing. But, yeah, but it's, it's essentially it's somebody out of time, but then it's um, all kind of, because it's a long-form type of thing, it goes on over a, a long period of time, so you kind of get to see the how things change or maybe stay the same or don't and it's you know you've got all the all, all the pieces are there from different time travel things that you'll 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 know and love um and uh yeah that, that thing is really good and the longer it goes on the more and more like timey-wimey and interesting and paradoxical i don't really know how um I don't really know how to, how you download a series of podcasts on iTunes. I've just tried. And I think with iTunes you can just do the whole like a job lot. I think you can do three settings, but got, you can you, just do one episode at a time. That's generally how I do it. I want to. I want to have them all ready to, anyway. It's not letting me do what I want it to do, so I'll, I'll do that another day. Thanks, man. Well, I'll, I shall. No. Um, I shall dig them. No worries, you can give them a try, but as I say, I think it's, uh, it kind of runs the gamut, it takes all the good bits out of what's out there and puts it in there, kind of like, a, I say, like an episodic narrative, and you've, you've, you're kind of there with the, the Sally character, but the longer it goes on, you, you more you get connected with uh, some of the other people involved. But it's, uh, it's really good and, and, and kind of t- weaves in the actual historical events into it as well, so it's, it's all quite, quite nice in that regard. Excellent stuff, Pablo. Thank you very much indeed. 0844-499-1000. The last 42 minutes of the show, and suddenly I am shattered. 0844. I've got a day of doing nothing tomorrow until 4 o'clock. Then I've got to take the dog and give it to an old woman, and uh, then come and do this rubbish. Um, but until then, I'm having a lazy one. 0844-499-1000 is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, Andrew! Hip, hip, hip. Hip, 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 Andrew. What you got for us, boss? Love you, mate. Ah? I love you, mate. I love you too, buddy. Can I just say... Can I just say... Happy birthday, Rob. It's Jimmy Nail. Nobody else, I love you. She's lying. You're always that is you. She's lying. Sweet darling. Why don't she pretend? Ain't no doubt it's plain to see. Woman like you's no good for me. Thanks very much indeed, Andrew. I, I um, appreciate that. It's funny to think that um, Jimmy and I will not only have... Oh, wait, 444 by the way. We've got no more calls, so now's a, now's a great time to call. That it's funny to think that Jimmy and I not only had a, a successful acting career, but also had a successful music career. And he played... Um, 
he did concerts, didn't he? I remember him doing some shows at Wembley Arena. Imagine going, I'm going to a concert tonight. Oh, yeah. Where, where are you going? Ah, Wembley Arena. Who are you seeing? Who are you, who are you seeing at Wembley Arena? Jimmy Nail. Huh? You're going to see Jimmy Nail. Why? Well, I like that song, She's Lying. Not so keen on Crocodile Shoes. Right, well, that's it. Those are the two songs. What else are you going to do? 0844-499-1000. I, of course, was in two episodes of Spender at the age of... How old was I when I was in Spender? Can you drive at 17? You can drive at 17. It was... I was 17... And it was, um, uh, it was, I can't tell you the year because I can't remember the year, whatever year I was 17, but it was just after Freddie Mercury died, like the day before I went up to Newcastle to film, uh, to film it, or a couple of days before Freddie Mercury died. So what, what, what year was that? Was that 91? No, 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 Eight, no, 90, 90 or 91, one of the two. Was it 91? And, um, uh, yeah, and I was in Spender and, um, cause my dad was working on it as a props man and he sort of knew Jimmy Nail a bit and my dad was very dodgy. He was an absolute dodgepot and he pulled some strings to get me some extra work on there, which was great cause I wanted to be an actor and it got me a few quid as well. And I got extra money. I had to dress up as a copper and drive a police car. And you got extra money for driving the cars. It was called Special Skills. And I think you got like an extra 45 quid. So it was about 90 quid I was getting. Um, and you can't see me. You see the car because I tried to drive the car past where there'd been a ram raid. And uh, you see the car kind of screech past and then stop. And that's it. I got 90 quid for that. And then I was at a scene in an airport and I had to push um, a trolley and you couldn't really see me in the airport, but that was all right. Now that's interesting. I've, uh, while we were talking, I've installed during one of the news breaks, I've installed, um, um, what's it called? Bullware. Bullware? Is that what it was called? The Stephen Murdoch thing? Bullboy. 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 No, bull was short for bully. Bull, bullboy. Bullwear, bull stop, and bullproof. That's it, bullproof. And I've installed it, and I'm getting actually some swear words are coming through on Periscope. So that there is that the bum chin is coming through. Someone's calling me bum chin, and they're doing the thing of putting the spaces between um, the letters. And someone's calling me sugar tits. Oh, oh I said that out loud. Now I've done, I've done an Anna Rayburn and said. Um, so if you're still listening Stephen um needs little bit of work great idea to come up with an app that can stop cyber bullying but that is it is flawed and once people realize you can just put gaps between the letters of um the uh, the bullying words then I'm afraid that um you know it's slightly flawed so um keep at it um but maybe just hesitate before you start charging 14.99 for that oh you can come in if you want i know you're busy you're busy well if you've got stuff to do do stuff you've got to do then um i'll just sit here 
yeah, you be five minutes. You you let your mate, you let your mate just drown for five minutes in a sea of no calls. No, no, yeah, me. I'm your mate. We'll have a look in the papers, shall we? A bit, a bit. Um, my right nostril. Here's the thing. Here's the th- ah. Here's what I was going to ask you about. I think I've got shingles. Well, I don't. But I've got a spot behind my ear. Like one spot behind my... What are you putting that face for? One, you can't contribute. Do your, do your work. If you're not coming in, you can't contribute. One spot behind my ear. Now, what makes me think that's shingles? Because that is the exact place where I first noticed I had um, chicken pox. I remember being at school, right? And I had a spot in exactly the same place. And I said to Kevin Trotman, can you have a look behind my ear? And he went, oh, there's a spot there. I was seven years old, and um, and that subsequently flared up into chickenpox. Why are you pulling the face? Well, are you coming in here to work? Well, I've got one more thing to do, but I can do it in here. Um, I'm just wondering how that hypochondria is going. Would you want to have a look at it? What, your hypochondria? No, the spot. It's terminal. Hmm? Go on. Come and have, come and have a look. I'm, I'm not a medical professional anymore. This is exactly the spot where I uh, first discovered I had chickenpox. What is that? Freckle, it? That's not a f- that is not a freckle. That it is that is not a freckle. Can I touch it? Yeah, touch it. That is a spot. It's a mole. No, it's not. No, it's not because it's not been there before. It's only just appeared, so it could actually be a cancer. No, oh god. Well, it, but it's not been there. It's I only never have said a mole. It's only appeared there, um, in literally this week. Mm. I know, I know my body inside out, literally inside out. Could it be fleas? No. Could it be a flea bite? No, what do you think I, you think I am? I've got a dog. She's not got fleas. She might have. A, no, she's not. We did, we did her recently. That's not a flea bite. I don't know what they look like. I'm not an animal they person. They don't look like that. Then fleas don't go for that. That's not meaty. That's bonious. They go for flesh. Isn't there a nice big vein behind there? No, 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 no. You w- they wouldn't get much there. And fleas... Th- Please don't have a map of the body going, well, we've landed on the arm, <laughs> but um, I've heard a rumour of the great um, uh, river of blood behind the ear. Let's head <laughs> up that way, guys. They might be evolving. No. No, no, no. no. Well, uh, all right then, Dr. Lee, why did you ask me? Well, no, nothing. Well, uh, I've got nothing to talk about. Okay. I've not looked in the papers. Right. Anyway, so this David Brent film wasn't very good. I know. That's embarrassing. It was weird. I've never been to a premiere before. They're a little bit rubbish. Are they? Yeah, they're a bit rubbish. Once you get in, it's, you're just in a big cinema. Did people dress up? No! People in jeans and t-shirt. Were there not girls there with those special Nicholas dresses on? There were some. There were some. There were some. Oh, Come there on, were. name. I don't... I don't, names. I don't know. It, uh, we didn't see anyone really famous because we got there at a weird time. They're never the really famous ones that do that. No, and also we didn't get... If you, if you were... if you were, We saw Toby Anstis. If you were really... Did he have knickers on? No. If you were... He didn't. He just wore like a short sleeve shirt and jeans. Oh. I'm flipping it. If you, um... Uh, were really famous. You got siphoned off to us uh, to do an extra lap of the red carpet. Oh, I see. Um, I did. I had. I had two people ask my photograph. Did I was you? happy to oblige. Five pounds each. That's ten pounds. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, so, uh, so that was good. Ed, don't talk to them. Put them on. We've got two calls. Don't talk to them. Put them on. I mean, seriously. I'm here, literally filling for time, and he's having a great old chinwag out there. Uh, let's go to Victoria. Yes, Victoria. Hello, Ian. Hello, Victoria. 
I'm getting a bit concerned. Well, because I've got ear cancer now. Uh, no, not I'm, that. C- I'm concerned. He's got terminal hypochondria. You're going to have a terminal um, uh, uh, f- fistitis in a minute. Gosh. But kind of on that subject, I'm getting more and more concerned about film ring. Uh-oh, why? What's happening? Well, you haven't mentioned if they've even arrived. They've um, arrived. Oh, thank God. They've, uh, the, 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 uh, the, the stalker and the hero, and um, they killed my cat, have arrived. Uh, they are sat in my kitchen right now. Good. I had this horrible idea you were going to be standing there naked showing us things that we had to look at. In no, 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 no. By the way, Dennis, uh, Ed muffed up taking your call. Can you call back, please? Um, uh, yeah, they have, they have arrived. They are in my kitchen and we'll be watching that. And, and Jarrett has assured me um, that he's going to send me um, some uh, scenes that were deleted from the movie Kung Fu Elliot. So that's happening, man. It's happening. It's, it's, a, it's a done deal. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. Um, you know, last week you were talking about stalker um, songs. What are we talking about? We're talking about paedophile songs. Yes. No, that was a weeks ago. Last week you were talking about songs that. Um, oh yeah, all love were... songs. All love songs. This is my theory, Catherine. Yeah. Bear this out. All love songs are basically written from the perspective of a stalker. They're all obsessive. Well, they, they can be construed as that. Yeah, they're all <laughs> obsessive and um, uh, I- insane. Mm. Any love song? Any love song? Well, no. Name a love song. <laughs> um, I should be so lucky. Uh, that, that's not a love song. Which is right. Yes, it is. Let's get the lyrics to "I Should Be So Lucky." Is it my imagination? There is no com- conversation. I think Don't about you... you all the time. Actually, thank right. you. Next one. No, isn't it right? No, you've got this um, A about T. Next one. Give me another song. No, hang on. Can I give you my? Uh, can I postulate? I've, I've got a brilliant one. Go on. Let's hear the song. Okay, um, it's creeping up on you by Darren Hayes. Okay, well, well, there you go. There the title go. says it up. Pervert. Is it, isn't uh, exactly. it exactly actually that your stalker thinks it's the other way around? Stalkers don't bring re- up the lyrics. Stalkers don't realise they're being weird, do they? No, but... They, they but, think that there's a... But love all love songs are sto- are, are, are come from the perspective of a stalker. Mm. They all do. It's a fact. All right. Okay, hang on. Give especially a, for you. Especially for you. I want to let you know what I've been going through. None of your business. That's slightly different because it's a duet, but okay. uh, if, if dreams were, were wings, I would have flown to you. If some, Imagine if someone said so to you... you are, mm, no matter how far. Yeah, exactly. Stalker. Next. <laughs> they all are. The biggest one is I drove all night. Yeah, I drove all Crept night. in your room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is was that it, all right? No, no, it's not. Don't creep. If he, know, he knows it's not all right. Pervert. Absolute pervert. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, anything else, Victoria? No. Okay. Thanks very much. Tutty bye. That was nice. Do you want to go and help uh, Ed get Dennis up from yeah. the dead? Yeah, yeah, yeah. From the dead. I hope he's not dead. Well, no. no. You, you, you never. His phone bill will cost him a fortune. You never know these days, guys. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand is the uh, telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you can. I'm convinced by it. I'm absolutely convinced by it um, that uh, all love songs are basically, if you listen to them, they're um, 900 people on Periscope saluting you. Um, They come from the perspective of a stalker. That's 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 why. And um, they're just a little bit weird, really. 
08444991000. Boy, oh boy, isn't the lineup for this year's Strictly Come Dancing looking dull? Will Young and Ed Balls. Pop star Will Young will compete in the new series of Strictly Come Dancing, joining politician Ed Balls in the lineup revealed so far. Oh man. Oh man. Singer Will, 37, tweeted, So excited! After Strictly announced he would be a contestant in the BBC show. The singer, who... Uh, here's a question for you. When did he win Pop Idol? Anyone? Anyone? 2002. 14 years ago. He said, As a fan of Strictly for years, I've always imagined myself on the show, but the timing has not been right until now. But I've my career has not been in a big slump until now, he says. He said, The dancing I have done has always been with a microphone in hand. Now there will be no microphone or band. Just me, my partner, and the dance floor. As, um, as lineups go, Will Young and Ed Balls has not got me salivating at the gills. Is that what you salivate from? I don't know. Dennis is in Dunstable. Hip, 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 Dennis. Good evening, Ian. Good hey, evening. Good, good morning, actually. Well, you were a bit conjac over that button, weren't that too? A little pellet behind your ear. A little pellet? I've got a pellet now behind my ear. It makes it sound even worse. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Worried about a spot? My God, I'm worried about you're a spot. Wor- you're meant to be worried about spots. These things could be anything. Yeah, but it's too late to do anything about it anyway. No, it... What do you mean it's too late? For goodness sake. you're down, you're going downhill. Oh, bloody Rapidly. hell. Oh, God. Anyway, how are you, dear boy? I'm all right, thank you, Dennis. I'm off next week, and I'm really looking forward to it, and I'm going to do my best to not I've do anything. I've been going anything. off for a long time, I Well, yeah, exactly. You keep going off. That's the problem. This is the problem of being retired. You never get a holiday. I would love to be retired. Yeah, but then you don't get any more holidays, then. Well, yeah, your whole life is a holiday. Is it buggery? Sorry, is it not? I... No, it's not. I would enjoy, but I, 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 I wish I had enough money to stop working, because I would stop immediately. Well, I'd stop, I'd go back to work if you gave me the money you owed me. i tell you what, we'll do a swap. Why do me 90, for God's sake. What money I've do I owe 90. you? And my old lady's 91 now. Oh, okay, yeah. Quid for never making it to, uh, uh 90. It's double, now. it's double or quits we've gone for. Yeah, I know. So we got, we got, we got another year. Well, I'm in my ninety-second year then now. Well, so you, start saving up. Start you, saving up. You need to calm down, Dennis, because if you keep get, getting excited like this, you won't make it to tomorrow. You're right. I won't. Well, how's things going with you? You're right. I've had a, a session in hospital. Oh, you had a se- oh, a, oh, a hospital session. Okay. Right. What? what, what um, re- yeah. re- is that why you've been a bit quiet? No, well, for instance, no, no, but they, they, then they said I'd had a heart attack. Would I never had a bloody heart attack? When, when did you have a? When did they say you had a heart attack? Beginning of November. Oh well, well. 
about the paper. It's not. It was a, a slowing down of my heart, which is normal for me. It slowed. It does slow down. I've had it happen quite often. Wow. But there we are, you see, because I, I lead such an exciting life. <laughs> you and me both, man. Anyway, I got the I got the disc you sent me. Very oh, good. Yeah, Very abs- good. Absolute pleasure. I, well, I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm glad you got it. I hope you like it. And I'm still on three counties. Three. Uh, what? Who? The, um, what? No. Fifty Shades of Grey. Thank you very much indeed. Good. Well, Dennis, always a pleasure to talk to you, mate. Take care. All the best, Lo- Love to the family. Yeah. Tessie, bye. 0844-499-1000 is the telephone number. Yes, Anna. Hello. Creepy Love Songs. What? Every Creepy Love Songs. Oh, yeah. Um, Every Breath You Take by the Police. That's creepy, isn't it? Well, that, but that is, that is, a, that is, um, about a stalker. Is it? Yeah, isn't it about a stalker? Oh, it's about, a div- it's about a divorce, isn't it? Isn't it about his ex-wife or something? I have no idea what the story behind it no, is. No, it's like. a stalker, it's a stalker. Um, no, I'm getting confused with Phil Collins, which is about his ex-wife. No, that is, a, that is about a stalker. Oh, okay. Look at John Chalice banging on in the paper. John, you know John Chalice's, don't you? Um, no. He's Boise. Marlene. Marlene. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. People want these gentle comedies back. Shows like Little Britain are nasty and cruel. Just because Are You Being Served is coming back. Here's the thing, guys. Are You Being Served was never funny the first time around. Nasty and cruel. It was horrible. Are You Being Served? It was homophobic and they made jokes about a pussy. Oh, that reminds me. I found a. I found um, um. Oh, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Um. Hang on a minute. Let, let me play you. Listen to this. Listen to this. Listen to this, Kath. You'll like this. Headphones off because you'll like this. This is from 1931. It's Harry Roy in his orchestra. St- stay there, Anna. Listen to this. Here we go. Oh, hang on. A, hang on a minute. Let me get it. Um. To uh, the this is a great song. Here we go. <laughs> 1931. 1931. Harry Ray and his orchestra. This song is incredible. Weather's like it's always nice and warm. 
It's never dirty, always clean, in giving thrills, never mean. But it's the best I've ever seen, is Michael's pussy. So that was nice that in the 1930s they were singing songs about animal welfare, huh? That's a genuine 1931 song by Harry Roy and his orchestra about, um, well, about his, his young lady's cat. I meant to play that, the, I found that the other day, and um, it really is, um, really is an incredible song. Hey, hey, how do I reserve my seat at, um, what? What? in the Vertigo? Oh, you have to get there early and put a blanket uh, or a towel down. Okay. That's what you have to do. I've got my clippers in my little bag. Oh, you weirdo. There's one that I like to best, and every evening we get this. I talk it every chance I get. It's my first Isn't it unbelievable? So, John, oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. John Chalice. I don't subscribe to... Uh, I think it's... Uh, the world has changed. This is Boise. My Boise voice. Marlene. Right, Marlene. Marlene. The world has changed. It's more brutal than it used to be. There is so much edginess about it. How many people died in World War One? But there is so... People trying to push the boundaries, Marlene, to see how far they can go. I think it's much more cruel. Like with disabilities in Little Britain. They say if you laugh at it, you accept it as being in the broad tapestry of life. But I don't subscribe to that. I know an awful lot of disabled people are upset about the way they've been portrayed. I also find the way they've portrayed women unsettling. It's a matter of taste. A lot of that has disappeared. This is John Chalice, right, uh, talking about why Are You Being Served is better than anything that's on at the moment. Well, hang on a second, John Chalice. How were homosexuals portrayed in uh, Are You Being Served? I'm free! Basically, you've got a gay man walking around all the time, uh, at every opportunity, doing the end innuendo that he's up for anal sex. But I'm free. They were the only homosexuals that were acceptable they on were television the back then. Fun had homosexuals to be, had to be hilarious. I'm free. Oh, it's all that. Oh, it's all that. I mean, that. I, 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 what are you talking about, John? Shut up. You're an old man. No one's interested. They do this, though, don't they? Parky did it a bit. Oh, all the talk shows now are rubbish. Yeah, and, and I, I think... work. I, you know, between the period of November the 13th and, and March the 21st, I thought that all radio was rubbish. You know, it, 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 it happens. Do, we do these things, but, um... It's just that the stuff... Because they're doing... They're bringing back all the old sitcoms for one episode each. And I bet they're seeing if if any of them fly oh. and they'll make a series. The pictures look good, right? The picture of the eye being served. It, look, it looks like eye being served. Well, so it should. Yeah, the picture of... Um, um, uh, it's got um, Tommy Cockles in, Simon Day, um, in Sickness and in Health. Mm -hmm. it, it looks like a good picture. Um... Uh, and there's a the step time sun doesn't doesn't look so good. It's yet. a special series, isn't it? It's a special kind yeah. of let's celebrate what happened before. Oh, it's weird. Look, so they're doing uh, those. They're doing porridge. That's got Kevin Bishop in. I think I saw him tonight. Good night, sweetheart. Oh, and a prequel to Keeping Up Appearances called Young Hy Hyacinth. Well, they they are. Um, uh, uh, they're, 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 they're looking for one that's gonna, gonna float. Yeah, yeah, they're looking for a series. I bet Young Hyacinth will get a series. They're looking for a, but why, why, 
Why is Goodnight Sweetheart included in this canon of so-called, and I think it's misplaced, but so-called classic sitcoms? Because Goodnight Sweetheart was 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 rubbish. Most BBC, most most sitcoms in front of an audience are, are, are rubbish. The ones that were on BBC One, yeah, are yeah because they don't want to terrify anyone. It was all kind of smile humour, wasn't it? Nothing yeah. that was going to be massively funny because that might be offensive here's, all the best stuff was on like two here's a question here's a question name um a sitcom from itv it's tough isn't it it's a tough one there must be one yeah well there's loads but uh, it's a t- and the itv have never really Managed to pull off. I by the way, I don't know if we're broadcasting or not. I, I'm being told that there by some people that we're not. So I don't oh know. Was the but Robin's Nest and all that? Was that and me and my girl were they ITV? They were ITV. Yeah, they were good. I think no, I was a child. Me and my girl wasn't, oh. but it was Friday night, and so it felt good. Brushstrokes was that BBC? That was BBC. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm not saying that it was good. I'm just saying these are things I remember. Yeah. Um, but ITV, they, they did, what was the, do you remember Davina McCall did a sitcom? No. Yes. Davina McCall had a sitcom. When they were trying to find a thing, when they all knew that Davina McCall was brilliant, and I think she's one of the most brilliant people on television, and I don't know why she's not on it more. Um, I think she soaked it all up. Oh, yeah, she did. She did. And she's, uh, she's, I met her a few times. She's such a nice woman. I mean, just so lovely. Um, but when they were trying to, f- I remember she had that chat show that wasn't very good. Mm. They were trying to find a vehicle for her, and she, they, she was in a sitcom. And do you remember there was, what was um, Brighton Bells? That was ITV, and that was an American. That was the Golden Girls. The Golden Girls was made in England, starring. Um, oh God, who was, was Stephanie it? Cole in it? I don't know. Oh, who was in Brighton Bells? can't think can't think um someone will know oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand um someone will know but um yeah itv sitcoms they just never i mean the bbc has had huge successes the bbc ones generally rubbish but my family ran for what, about 15 years yeah. and 2.4 children 2.4 children just about um and the fella in it died, didn't yeah, he? Gary. The, yeah, he he lived near me, I think, in Muswell Hill, and he died suddenly in Australia. How do I know that? I don't know, because um, he looked like a, a a singer in an obscure band that we like. That's why he was TV's Tim Smith, um, uh, and he he was a good actor. He was in a couple of other things, and he died. But they ran for years, and that would have run for for a lot longer. But wasn't that around the time where, I mean, for ages, all the good sitcoms came from America? And I think they still do it better than us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was around the time of sort of the Frasier and uh, yeah. uh, Roseanne. I still like Roseanne. Yeah, Roseanne was good because of the long phone cable. Really long. That was the only reason I really I really coveted it. that because ours was still stuck to the wall. Yeah, that we we that we'd never seen anything like it in this country. I couldn't country. go and take a private phone call. No, no. Is um, it boy? Everyone's standing round. We never had boys phoning up. I had what, one boy phoning me up. You only need the one. Um, uh, so um yeah uh, but itv it, it is channel four and 
and BBC Two that generally... And then you kind of dread it if they get picked up and put onto the mainstream because they're always going to be sort of um, tempered down. Yeah, there's that thing. Um, Do you know what? My mind has just suddenly just switched off Mm -hmm. and my head has gone, it's nearly bedtime, dude. It's nearly bedtime. Yeah, emphasis on the nearly. We've got nine minutes. Um... What is this? I'm, I'm literally just going through... I'm not seeing the papers at all today. What is this? What is this? What's this stupid story? Go on. Disaster dogs named Charlie and calamitous cats called Oscar cost owners the most in vet fees, a study has found. What? Does um, that mean anything to you? Is that, is that in English? Yeah. So dogs called Charlie and Oscar... Are, are the, the most ones... expensive cats and dogs... Or is it that that's the most common dogs and cats name? Yeah, you could that's be what it, That's what it'll be. Yeah, it could be. I think my computer's slowing things down in it. It might be interfering with your... Shall I go it take is it slowing, It's slowing my brain down. Right, let me take it out a second. I won't be a minute. T, here we go. Here we go, guys. Tea's gone off the boil. Young drinkers prefer it green and fruity. We used to be... If you're under 30, you won't know this. Uh, we used to be a tea drinking nation english breakfast tea drinking nation and we're not anymore i don't i don't drink you know what we call builders tea pg tips or yorkshire i don't drink that tea anymore i drink red bush when i'm in here and i allow myself two cups of coffee a day but before that i was having a lot of coffee um no one drinks like actual proper tea anymore and uh, the rookie Said, the consumer editor of the uh, Mirror, is going to tell us why. Trouble is brewing. Bad start for traditional tea, as younger people opt for green and fruit versions instead. Classic builder's tea is feeling the strain, as many aged 25 to 34 shun the drink, claiming it has too much caffeine and it stains their teeth. It does tannin. It's all the uh, the, the tannin in it. Um, it is it's weird no one no one uses loose leaf tea anymore well oh i went through a phase about a year ago i bought myself a proper um teapot yeah because i got taken out somewhere really posh um to like a tea shop and i thought well this is a really nice experience yes and i thought i'm going to be that mum that gets the teapot out Uh, i did it for about a week i mean it's a right faff i had to buy a strainer the gunk that builds up in a teapot Mm -hmm. is it, it, it's just horrible and it's it's not it's, it's it's nice to do it once but it's like this it's like the breville yeah it's oh nice. no, i've got one of them and all yeah i know and then you, the breville's great for for a week and then you just think uh two let's put it back in the back of the cup i'm not we're, we're gonna use it again just putting it in the back of the cupboard for and a while here's the thing i don't really know the difference between most of the teas i can't really taste the difference i don't like lady gray or earl gray oh i like early earl, early, early, gray. early gray i like earl gray no i don't lady gray's more orangey isn't it I don't know. I don't like those teas. Mm. I like a bit of chamomile. Mm. And um, I like um, red bush, of course. No one likes green tea. No, good, no. It tastes like eggs. Um, I don't even think the Japanese like green tea. We had green tea ice cream. That was nice. Yeah, green tea ice cream. Weirdos. No, no, no. But done from like a Mr. Whippy. 
in Japan. Mm. See, so it wasn't scooped. It was like Mr. Whippy, but green tea flavour. That was actually, um, was quite Moorish. They really are quite ingenious as a people, aren't they? Um, they are. They yeah. certainly are. Yeah. They're, um, canny. They are polite. Um, and they're ingenious. There's also a dark side. Let's not go into that. All right, mate. No need to bring that up. Britain's changing tastes are reflected in drinking habits and sales. It found one in three people aged 55, 55 to 64, drink at least five cups a day. Oh, then it just goes into blah, 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 blah. Buy more tea, is what they're saying. It's a nice shrub. Thank you. Just going through the... Um, I've not seen anything in the papers, but um, it turns out there ain't anything in the papers anywhere. Hungry seals will rip your kid's arm off. Oh. Okay. Warning as children swim with beasts. Uh, that, I'd watch that if that were on... Um, swimming with beasts. Swimming with beasts. Vicious six-foot seals that can rip a child's arm off are swimming among holidaymakers who feed them thinking they are cute and cuddly. Oh. You'd have to be nuts. With another freakish heat... This is on. This is in England, is it? With another freakish heat wave on the horizon, experts say it's only a matter of time before someone is brutally attacked. Well, the warning, that's... Right. Yeah. That's always true. Yeah. It's only a matter of time, time before, before someone's murdered in this happens. studio. Yeah. yeah, it's... I mean... Carry on. The warning emerged as sun-seeking hordes... Careful. Head to the beach, unaware of the lurking danger. Notices have been posted in St Ives, Cornwall, where a colony of more than 40 of the mammals lives. Harbour manager Steve Bassett urged someday... <laughs> urge. This isn't an urge. So har- Harbour manager Steve Bassett urged, someday someone will lose an arm. That's not urging, that's an opine. That's not... He opined. Yeah, that's not... Oh, we didn't get to talk about Miss Bum Bum. Oh, what a shame. That, to me, is the biggest... Chancer it's very in the world has thought of that. How oh, we get see more bums? I know. Let's do a competition. It's very, very cheeky. Yes. Oh. The dying seconds of the show. I save it. Talk radio, twenty-four hour radio debate and entertainment. Talk radio. We'll get you talking. 